Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hi. Welcome to the program. It's a, it's a Monday night, and you're tuned into The Jeff Gerstman Show. And I'm your host on this Monday night. All you late night truckers out there trucking, we're going to get to all your calls about all the things you've seen on the road, all the UFO experiences you've had, all the UAPs out there. Uh, welcome. Uh, we're going all night here. Uh, we're going to, we're going all, we're going all night here. I'm your host uh, for this week. Jeff Gerstman joined by Ben Pack. Ben, how's it going? It's going great, man. We're out here. We're, we're, the night's just starting. You yeah. know, I got, uh-huh. I got to tell get me what you see. Here. Tell me what you see. How many, uh, you got lights in the sky? What do you see? I, I was over in Tucson. I was making a run down to Tucson to meet my, um, my guy, you know, my guy, my guy who gives mm-hmm. me yeah, the yeah. stuff. Um, and this was before I even got the stuff. Okay. But I saw four lights in the sky. And the weirdest part was this guy was like yelling at me. He's like, there's five of them. There's five of the lights. And I'm like, there's mm-hmm. a four. I just, I can, I, I can like take a picture on my phone and show you like, there's four lights. And the right. whole thing. Were the, were the, was the fifth, was the, was the four light, were they doing 90 degree turns like they do? That's, they it see it. They of, see it. Yeah, that's like box. Great. Now you like worked, uh, now you worked at Groom Lake. Now you were there, uh, at Area 51. You saw, uh, did you see, did you dissect the grays yourself or did you see them happen? I was part of the team that um, was in charge of the psychological uh, evaluations of them. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we would sit them down and let them play GTA, and we would see how many civilians they would kill. And if they killed too many, we realized their species was hostile and they had to go back home. Smart. Or they were 13. And it was kind of up to, like, to figure out, like, which one's which, you know. Now, wait a minute. Hang on. Now, are you the... So are you the reason why they sold all those blacklight posters of aliens smoking weed? Is I'm not government? the is that, reason is that, why, okay. but like, you know, I mean, <laughs> it gets pretty lonely out there with when you have maximum security access. There's not a lot of people you can talk to. Shared interests come mm. into play. Hey, I, you know, un- unlimited resources to make whatever you need. Uh, advanced alien technology for the most advanced blacklight posters known to man. <laughs> No, OLED I, levels of black on this <laughs> black light. Where, where, yes, where where is the OLED equivalent of the black light poster? <laughs> Where's like Vanta black light posters? Where you, got, you, truly... need a, you need a Vanta black poster, and you need one of those um, lights that they bought at the Board Ape Festival that like is supposed yep. to be used for disinfecting things that they were shooting at people's eyes. Yes. I think that anyone attending the Board Ape Festival probably needed their eyes disinfected, anyways, from the shit that they've seen. You mean looking at their bank accounts? After? Yes, exactly. No, look, staring at NFTs for that long is like you need to you need to burn that out somehow. They um, lost the the Board Apes have lost ninety percent of their um, value, and they're still mm-hmm. going for like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, you just have to you just have to. They are they are we're uh, we're all gonna we're all gonna make it. All of us, all of us support you. I mean, you still have yours, right? I've got. I kind of mine want... for being famous. <laughs> I feel Me like, and Eminem. I feel like there's yeah, it's you. It was you. It was Fallon. Fallon. Was Eminem. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like there is going to be a slow post-ironic creep of appreciation back up. So if you can get yourself an ape for like four or five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I think I think in like twenty years you'll be sitting on something pretty there. <laughs> 
eventually eventually see that that is my justification for having a garage full of video games <laughs> uh is like it's 20 years uh you just wait another 20 this is gonna really this is gonna pay off trust me billy hatcher in the in the giant egg is gonna have this kind of post uh, post postmodernism kind mm-hmm. of reappreciation Yes. And, you know, if I don't hang out to that copy, who will? I mean, it's not like it's readily available all over the <laughs> internet or anything. You know, that, that might go away at any time. If I'm not hey. hanging on to it, then who Game is? Games. Yeah. Nintendo's cracking, up, cracking down on this, though. You get a copy of Swiss, they're going to come get you. Kick down your door. <laughs> I'm going to come get you if you get a copy of that. Yeah. Wario's going to kick down your door and. Wow. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Wario as their copyright enforcement team. Yeah, he just shows up. He's not even doing any of the like dirty work. He's like there with a clipboard, and he's got his team to handle to get their hands dirty. But he's it's like, you know, he could break down the door with his shoulder. It's not a yes. problem for him, but he doesn't like he doesn't like to have to do that. No, he's getting a little bit older. You know, he's got mm-hmm. a he's got a family that he has to think about and. That, that's right he's there as kind of like a i've been i've been here i've been in this shit for 20 30 years like the shit I did i've my seen time. yeah yeah i was there when we busted lick sang for all the game boy copiers back in the day wow you know it was like all oh, he's it's this whole thing <laughs> um so what have you been up to I, it's been an eventful weekend for you i guess like uh going from you know, what you've, you know, like playing some Counter-Strike 2 to, I guess, my understanding is that as of an hour ago, you're the new interim CEO of OpenAI. That's right. That's right. We are, um, we're really happy to announce ChatGPT Volume 5, um, uh, the fifth element. Uh, I'm basing it Ooh. on my favorite movie. Uh, that's great. Uh, I think it's freaking epic. Uh, I think it's beast mode. Mm-hmm. I fucking love science um yeah and we're just gonna we're gonna really kind of we've been hearing what people are saying about being worried about ai being concerned about the implication the loss of careers for creative types and we are here to say it doesn't matter it doesn't fuck it. none of this shit's real we're in a simulation so just don't even worry about it yeah don't just, even worry just chill just burn one man and it'll be fine just ask our bot what to do yeah what is uh. the, the the bot's gonna say, man? What if you got hella high? My I'm bot. Cra- that's because I've typed that into the internet enough times that it's guaranteed that any AI chat bot's gonna say that. <laughs> uh, I've been seeding that around the internet. Uh, there's just, just a blip tr- on a map. They have all these different filters of like the types of content that are yeah. being, and there's just this huge green dot in mm-hmm. California. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm making it happen. I, I'm that's that's like I'm the the Joker esque figure that is like poisoning the town's water with LSD. Only it's poisoning the chatbot with weed talk. <laughs> the the chat chatbot who is I guess that makes me Batman as the new CEO. Yes, exactly. In this scenario, uh, we are definitely at odds. Unless you're into it, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I mean, yeah. maybe this is the time where Batman realizes that the Joker had some pretty good points and mm-hmm. some pretty interesting things to say about society. Yes, exactly. And then uh, we ran Batman off of Blue Sky for his views. Him and Jake Tapper, <laughs> get out. <laughs> the fuck out. 
I got. I had this. I spent six months in Arkham for posting my use codes to my Blue Sky codes to Twitter. People are like, "Oh, you can't just put them out there. Put them in jail with the Killer Croc and Calendar Man." Yep, we're gonna lock you up. I hereby sentence you to five fat cock Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) I hereby sentence you to open the "What's Hot on Blue Sky" tab in public. Ah, let's look at the What's Hot Classic feed. What's gotten over 12 likes? Oh, oh my. Oh, oh surely, surely if I scroll down, I'll be, oh, no. Oh, mm. oh mm. every hole. Interesting. All of them. Why, I mean, why wouldn't you at that point? It's Friday. <laughs> it's Famicom Friday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> why do you do think not I play blow Nintendo in games on Fridays? <laughs> this is why. This is why. Um... It's been too long, Ben. What have you been? What have you been getting into? What do you? What have you been? Yeah. What's keeping you busy these days? It's been like a a period of a, of a lot of of change. I've kind of been wearing many hats. I'm wearing one right now. Um, but this is one of the ones I was talking about. Holy shit! Um, yeah, I've just been kind of like popping around, doing a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I um just want to shout out uh netrunner i'm i've been i've been working a little bit with the with the folks at null signal who are who are working on continuing to keep netrunner alive um it's really cool working behind the scenes on like one of my favorite games uh yeah, card cool. games so like you know something i'm like only familiar with as an enthusiast like to say i have like a lot of insight about the video game industry is wouldn't be true but like i i an ounce more than knowing anything about the traditional board game publishing world and like learning about the mm-hmm. supply chain and like oh, really sure. kind of and 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 dealing with the um like working with a global team of like fan it's it's it's, it's a, you know it's all volunteer based we're all kind of out there for the love of the game and that that's really cool um yeah so yeah check it out we we just put out a uh pack uh, know, a month or so ago and got another one coming soon. Nice. Where do know. people go? Where do you type Netrunner into a web Null browser? Signal and... games. Uh, we've got guides on how to get started. You can print. The, the nice thing about it is like you can print all the cards from home. Everything's totally tournament legal. You don't have to buy a thing. You can just check out the game and start playing online like nice. within a day if you're interested. Um, but yeah, man, I've been working. I've been I've been out there coding. Um, I've been out there like working on some apps. Maybe maybe cranking out a little fucking video game behind the scenes that no. may or may not ever see the light of day. But yeah, I'm just out. You know, I I I turned 34 mm-hmm. um, about a month ago. Yeah, and I and I was always I was it was you know once once you hit 30, it feels like from here on out, most of the birthdays are going to feel the same. Like maybe 40, you'll feel a little different and 50 would feel a little different, but like sure. Yeah. Everything in between kind of mushes yeah, together. It's like, what is it? You know, it's not like, you know, like, Oh, I can rent a car now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's but next? 30, like you can, like 30, was it 35? You can run for president. Is that the last one? Ooh, I think well, that, I've got yeah. stuff going on. Again. I can't yeah. Yeah. Um, I was born in the Bahamas. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Every uh, time. But I just like I you know it was hitting this point of like I'm coming up on my mid 30s. There's so many things in my life that I've wanted to try, and I figured like this was a good point to just start messing around. And because of that, I haven't been. I've I've been a little tapped out on games, mm-hmm. um, playing them. Um, yeah, just been so busy uh, this year. 
Uh, I've touched a lot of things. I just didn't have have a ton of time to like really dive in. The only the only stuff other than what we'll talk about today was was playing through Baldur's Gate. Um, right. In a in a in a haze, like like it basically like two week. It came out two weeks after I left my last full time job, so I just had this like chance to really like <laughs> okay before I like do anything actually productive. Let me just Let's, spend the next yeah. hundred and twenty hours of my life looking at this. <laughs> Looking at this big druid guy's ass. Did you fuck the bear? He he was down. He wanted to have a threesome with me and my demon wife. Mm-hmm. But the de- you know, but then I brought it back to the wife, and she was like, yeah. "Oh well, if you're interested, that's something you can go pursue on your own. Maybe it's not something I want to be." She was very understanding, but at that point, I was just like, "Nah, ah, you made it weird. Let's just go out for and get spaghetti." Yeah, there's a really sweet moment i'm I'm, we're not going to talk about this game but i just want to shout out there's like one of the sweetest moments i've ever had in a game was in Baldur's gate 3 where it's the third act and and you can romance one of the characters the kind of like um the carlac the big red lady Mm -hmm. um and like she's got a very interesting story and everything and then you just have this chance to go out and have dinner and you go to an huh. inn and there's like a waiter who's kind of a jerk and he like messes up your order and you have to like figure out what you're going to say or do and you just go and walk and talk and say and that's like the whole thing and I was just like fucking man video games are so cool because I was just like I just was on YouTube for an hour and a half looking up like builds and like because I kind of got stuck and I was like oh I need to respect mm. some characters and just do yeah. all this stuff and then that happened and I was just like I'm fucking games man. There's not shit like that in any other medium, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, you don't really get that. I mean, like, what's that? That's like the that's the the diner scene with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in <laughs> you wanna, Heat. You want to get some coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it's the, it's the closest, the only analogy I can think of. Um, totally. Yeah. Now, I, I wish... I wish I got into Baldur's Gate 3. I, I tried it, and it was just like... I. I'm either just not in the, I don't think I'm in the right frame of mind for that type of game anymore. Like that's the shit I grew up on, you know, like, yeah. like literally licensed D and D video games and, and such. But, um, I don't know at some point, it, I think it's just like, I don't know that I can bring myself to spend the 120 hours or whatever it was to, to do this. Like I just, I like bopping from thing to thing a little too much. Absolutely. It's um, so systems dense and like, really you could, you can spend so much time like doing these perfect turns. Like even if you're not trying to play optimally, it's really rich and dense and it's a game you really have to like, take it for all it's worth the good and the bad like i have a lot of problems with that game i still loved it but like it's really something that could like turn you if you're not locked in you're just not gonna totally yeah yeah that's i I think where i got with it like i I literally was getting to like it was like the third or fourth combat that i'd gotten into and i was just like dude i don't i so don't want to do this right now I don't want to jam these characters through this choke point and get to the other side and hit these guys. Like no one has enough hit points for me to just slob my way through this. Right. Like I have to think and that's fine. I do like thinking sometimes, but I just was not, not prepared for that type of, of action right now. So, so it really just kind of, um, it fell away pretty fast, but it's an amazing achievement. Like that's, you know, from what I've seen about it and, and talking to not just you, but you know, a handful of other people about, their time with it like it's really it's awesome that they got the opportunity to 
make that thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it sounds like, uh, you know, I kind of blitzed through it and it was, it was really, really quite buggy early on, but it sounds mm-hmm. like at this point with patches and in post game support, it's kind of gotten to a much more stable place, which is what I've heard about a lot of, I, I didn't play, I played, um, divinity two, mm-hmm. um, original sin two, uh, much after the fact. Um, so I didn't play it at launch, but I heard that game was a similar, like very buggy, very rough launch that they sure. kind of refined over like a year. Yeah, and I mean they did the whole early access thing too. So you know, it's yeah. just the, yeah, crazy that they were able to to do all that stuff. Um, you been playing a bunch of Super Mario Wonder? I think you've probably played more of it. So that's like I, I'm on the other side of stuff where like we just had this baby, and you know, then now everyone's sick, and now everyone is sick again, and that's why I'm in the garage, and we're doing this at night instead of on a normal Tuesday morning, is because the kids are my my daughter got sick again today, so we're. Everyone's freaking out, but um, that's why I'm here. You were just like I'm leaning into the chaos, full, yes. full fledged. Yes, just uh, emerging from the darkness, uh, as as it were, rising uh, up like Emperor Hark in, in Dune, coming out mm-hmm. of that like pit black bath. It's like, blah. yeah, kind of got a little vibe of him looking yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit, you know. Um, but it's been hard for me to put major time into anything over the last like few months here just because of how stuff has been going. So like, I'm still chipping away at Alan Wake too. And, and now I've, I downloaded super Mario RPG and I'm like, this looks incredible. I need to play some more of this, but, um, but super Mario wonder, I did get a a handful of levels in and I've been trying to make my way back to that. You and I talked a little bit about that. Seems like, seems like you like it. I like it, but I do like it. I do like it. I think, at this point, it is probably my fourth favorite Mario game. So that's ahead of Mario Teaches Typing. Yep. Well, I I like that one, but I'm more of a Mario's Missing guy. Okay. Sure. Uh, if you're comparing the two, like you know, I feel like if you're think, you can only take one educational Mario game in your top three. I think otherwise, it's a little masturbatory. Mm-hmm. So you, for fourth best, so. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you think it's not better than Super Mario World. I do not think that. I think I think this game is probably the most spiritual sequel to yeah. that game that we've ever gotten from a 2D Mario. Um, but I do not think it is better than that game. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to guess the other ones here. These aren't, think it, no, nothing too wild here. Pretty, pretty standard takes, I think. You think it's not better than Super Mario Brothers 3? That is correct. I think I, okay. I I think I would put that at number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then let's. I'm going to say Mario sixty four. Yes. Okay. Right. A game that I probably I've definitely played less than those other ones. But anytime I revisit it, I'm just like, oh yeah, God, they were just they nailed it. Like it, for what that a, game needed to be, it is like perfect. A land, landmark achievement in video gaming. You know when they when they made that thing. I mean, it's no Croc. I mean, if we want to talk about originating the 3D platformer, I mean, we're talking about Croc. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and that's you know, it's the same thing as why Mystical Ninja in how Mystical Ninja started going on inspired Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Like, exactly. It's, pretty there, much. There's the, always there's always a a, a be- what is it? There's always a beautiful woman standing behind a guy. Yep. And a beautiful creep with a with Goemon inching his way along. Ugh, disgusting. 
disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I, so I've, I've, I've finished Mario Wonder. I just booted it up a couple hours ago to kind of like pop in some random levels and remind myself. And I thought I had everything unlocked, but apparently there's one medal. There's like various medals for achieving everything. Like beating the game gives you a medal. Getting all the purple coins gives you a medal. Mm-hmm. There's one for getting all the standees. Oh, like, sure. I was like, I have like like ten more that I need to buy or whatever. But yeah, I just don't have enough coins. Anyways, outside of that, like I've I've fully finished the game, and I think it is just a really like I th- I think it's easily the best two D Mario since those that that three D or uh, two, world and three era of yeah. the Super Nintendo. Cool. Uh, and I, I like those. I like the new Super Mario Bros. games just fine. Um, but they were yeah. like missing something, you know. I think those games were fine when they came out, but they did not age super well. I think you know when you are able to get some distance from them and reflect on them a little bit, it's like, yeah, I don't. Every time I I want to go back to them and play them, I it's like I get one level in and go, fuck, oh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not like, am I crazy? I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not gonna go and play through this one again. Um, whereas like World, I will return to. Not yearly, but you know, every couple of years, I'll find myself playing through significant chunks of that game, or going like, "What are the weird ROM hacks out there?" The, like with all the levels that people have made, and uh, and and whatever else is is happening out there, like the what the vanilla Super Mario Brothers competition ROM hack nine or something. And I played it, and I'm like, "Oh, all these levels are way too fucking hard." Like, yeah, they're <laughs> vanilla, but like they're ridiculous. Like, come on. That's the only um, Super Mario World, the only game I ever have had a registered speedrun of. Oh, did, wow. did a stream. I think it was. I, I was trying to think about it the other day. I think it was me, the 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 rare me, just me and Matt Rory on a couch mm. um, stream where I was trying to speedrun it. I think I, I think I got in the top five hundred at the time, which I was like fairly impressed by because I had never like practiced. I mean, I played it a million times, sure, so I yeah. practiced it in that sense, but I never practiced like speedrunning it. I was just like, I want to play this as fast as I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think so not to, not to, I guess, start on a negative note, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. Good. Yes. I don't have many problems with Super Mario Wonder. I think it is a great game. Um, and and some, some of my problems are more of a problem with how video games work now. But I part of me was so bummed out that we are not going to get what you were just talking about with Super Mario Wonder. There's going to be no like, or at least it's going to be a lot more inaccessible to do your weird ROM hack of Super Mario right. Wonder. There's yeah. there's not going to be the kind of community that formed with World, which like Nintendo's fine about. They don't want that community. They want control of their IP, right? Like that's that's yeah. We, I mean, I mean, they're fine with it up to a point. Like they're never yeah. going to be fine with it. But it's like in the U.S., no one is ever going to rat them out. But if it's like if Japan hears about this, we have to act like we've never heard about it. Okay, because like Jesus. Um. um but that's that's just a, that's just an issue with with modern gaming. But it was something that was kind of in the back of my mind as I played this, uh, specifically playing this around the with the idea in my head. Like, I love platformers. I, I play. I try mm. to play all the the good platformers, and a lot of modern indie platformers uh, are really focused in the kind of like Celeste model of things, where like really tight controls, really fun but a definite curve of escalating difficulty. And it's right. like definitely like by the end you are playing some hard ass stuff. And then there's even more secret worlds that are like truly for the real fucked up people who want to like, who just really, really want to exploit the game um, yeah. to its, to its maximum. And I had to give up and I like, I have to acknowledge, like I didn't, I didn't come into this game 
expecting it to like get crazy hard by the end because right yeah the, the, the last i mean none of the new games or you know they, they've saved all the difficulty for the very 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 end and even right. then there's like, like a secret eh. world with yeah. maybe a few levels and and you know this game this game does have stuff beyond beyond the initial le- uh mm-hmm. world like the, every 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 world has like a secret uh, level that you can access and there's a big little floating thing in the sky for it um and I, I liked all of that, like, but once once I kind of came to terms with like that's just not what they're about anymore. Right. Nintendo, yeah. like, that's not what they're about with their games. Um, I had a really good time with it. Yeah, it, it's it's really great. Like, I'm I'm glad that I'm able to kind of play it slow and savor it a bit because it's a game that you, it seems like it would be very easy to just blast through it and be like, all right, whatever. But um, but being able to really spend some time with it and be like, man, this thing is just. It's incredible. Like the, the, I didn't come out of it going like thinking about ROM hacks specifically. For but though I, you know, some of that stuff is busted wide open in a way that might we'll see. But um, I thought more of man, it would be really cool if they made another good Super Mario Maker, um, and included the Wonder stuff in it. If yeah. that's even because the Wonder stuff is so you know some of it feels so bespoke. Um, that would, I guess you could just duplicate that stuff, but, um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be neat to, to see something like that. Uh, I think the, with, the oh, go ahead. With, with, with wonder, you know, re- represented there along with the other games, but uh, you know, now right. that's all that only works for me. If, if this patent going around of the next switch, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of this, it's a, it looks like it has two screens. And it's like one slides oh. over the other, and so it's like a tablet, but then it's a game system or whatever. And, and I, I don't think that, that doesn't seem likely that they'll necessarily do that. But if they did that, then you could have play on one screen, create on the other, and that was what the Wii U did so well that Mario Maker Two did not do right. very well right, right, right. on the Switch. Like creating levels in Mario Maker Two was laborious pain in the ass yeah compared to to how it was on the wii u it's the only thing i could probably sit there and point at and be like this is a thing the wii u did better than anything else because of its weird bullshit it was, um, it was like one of the th- it was like that and the the like sheikah slate from uh, sure Breath right. of the wild yes. where you could yeah. like and, and it was like yeah it's nintendo like first party shit because right. they're like they're the ones who are willing to think outside of the box and get really creative and weird with it and not the like studios creating third-party stuff that's like well, i need to fucking do a thing for another screen like fuck that we'll put life bars on there yeah. i don't know like what do we you know we'll put a tap button and if you tap the button here johnny cage hits the guy's head off i don't know fuck <laughs> and they look like stick figures now because we're even further behind um yeah, yeah i think i think you hit i think you you were hitting on on a on a kind of my thoughts about the game earlier when you brought up the wonder stuff specifically the wonder seed stuff like it's it could have so easily been a gimmick yep. it could have so easily been something that's just like uh we have this weird kind of like thing that changes the levels and sometimes you're this and sometimes you're that and it is that but what they did was they did that and none of them feel bad mm-hmm. at worst they're like a little superfluous like oh okay or it, like it's brief like sometimes it lasts for like a few seconds you're like oh that's right. kind of weird and i guess yeah. kind of cool but none of them are like i never wanted to dodge a a wonder no not the seeds 
the flower turns flowers green. flowers yeah, yeah. i never wanted to like dodge a flower i was always like excited to see what the new thing was going to be because all of them were so well designed in a game that itself was already well really well designed like the mechanics of the game are great like it feels great the physics feel great it looks incredible the yeah. stuff they've been doing with the animation in the, in this game like every character having bespoke animations for going down pipes and multiple ones like i was playing as luigi and i don't know if everyone has this but like he'll go through the pipe and his hat will fly off and you'll see his arm reach back out of the pipe and grab the mm-hmm. hat and just like um just the, the stuff like that is really great I, I watched a video um kind of talking about the the animation of it i wish i wish i could remember who it was by but they were talking about how Back in the um, NES, uh, Miyamoto and the team made Mario's nose really big so you could always tell where he was looking. So, mm-hmm. like, if he was looking sure. to the left, you yeah. see his big old nose pointing to the left and vice yeah. versa. And because of how weird 3D is now, they tried just doing a, where he looks to the left or right, and it just didn't look right. And so now you always have a th- kind of three-quarter view of Mario's face when he's mm-hmm. running. So it looks like he's running towards you kind of, or away from you. And because right. of that, they can like design the world around this where it, it just feels so fluid. Like it, it does the Mario super Mario world thing, right. Of like, when you're zooming on a level, you can just like, you can like beat these levels first time. If, right. if you understand the mechanics yeah. of Mario and you've been playing them for years, like you yeah, can very absolutely. easily, beat this game without dying that much and that i think that's great like, yeah i think, that, I th- I think like leveraging that stuff I, I think makes a ton of a ton of sense and and you know it gets its its mileage out of like having interesting secrets and things like you know like i the first time i the first time i missed a seed i had to make some hard decisions about like am i going to go back and obsess over all this shit right now or am i going to just like make my way through the game and then 100 percent it later or you know think about 100%ing it later and i decided to be okay with missing shit yeah i was like okay i'm going to just do this now uh and and move on now and and there'll be time for this stuff later that's yeah, how i did I, mario I was, world when i first played it like that's you know when that game first came out like i didn't really even think about the secret stuff i you'd find a couple here and there almost by mistake but it wasn't something I obsessed over. I think until like I really got a. You know, I think even finishing that game, it wasn't always immediately clear just how cool the secret exits really were. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like. I remember feeling like I had stumbled into something that I sh- that shouldn't be in there. Right, like right. it's that feeling of like I broke the game. Like something yeah. is wrong. Like I shouldn't be able to do. Like I flew under the fucking goalpost and then yeah. kept going. And like what? And then there's a thing here. And uh, yeah, that's that stuff's really playful. I think when when Mario World does it, uh, does it did it did it back then. Um, but yeah, Mario Wonder has it has its share of that stuff. And, and yeah, it's just really well. Ex- I I remember the 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 moment where it clicked. I don't know if you got to this level, but the 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 moment where I was like, okay, this is fucking incredible. Was the one where you get the flower and then suddenly you're running horizontally yeah. on the cave wall from yeah. like a top. Yeah, down. when all of a sudden it's like it went like super contra on yes. you. It went it, and exactly. it was like, oh, it's a top down game for like a little bit here. That that's. That I I did not get too much further past that, so that that's kind of I got to that and was like fucking blown away. Yeah. Um. And and there's another one where it's like it's another water level and the water becomes air and the air becomes water. And I thought, oh, that's like that's yeah. a good that's good. 
you see that coming a little bit and you go, I bet they do. Yeah, they could do something like this. Uh, but like the top down thing is fucking bananas, man. Um, just, yeah, delightful. Like just a, a wonderful experience as they say. Um, oh, let's take a quick break. And then, yeah, see, thank you. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Counter Strike 2 and some the this new Atari that came out. Atari put out a hard, this new video game platform on the scene. It's a huge, we'll it's a huge, huge episode for what's old is new again. Yeah, basically. All right. We'll be back in a sec. Uh, hang tight. Traditional bed sheets. They get gross. Did you know that they can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? That can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and it's, I mean, it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as seat sheets, seat and sheets, sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. How do they do it? Well, it's got self-cooling properties for better quality sleep. They do it with silver. By infusing silver into these fabrics, and that was inspired by NASA, by the way, these sheets stay cleaner longer, and they're also thermoregulating, designed to keep you with the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. That's silver. It helps prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. So, you know, keeps the stink out of them. And they're comfortable, too. I mean, you know, hey, it would, if the silver was rubbing against your skin, you know, that'd be crazy, right? No. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of some other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. They're the perfect holiday gift for your spouse, friends, family. Who doesn't want to get better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with a three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. It's designed for your skin. Stop sleeping on bacteria. It can clog your pores. It can cause breakouts, acne. Blech. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jeff to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And here's a special deal for you. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Jeff at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you will get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Jeff and use the code Jeff to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash Jeff to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. And we're back. Can you tell that I recorded the ad in a room where a child who is not sleeping well sleeps directly above me? <laughs> yes, because you had the the love of a parent wanting the ultimate comfort uh, shining through. That's uh, yes, that is my ultimate goal: comfortable children. That's my motto. That's my. <laughs> put that on that's which was weird before you had kids but like hey, now it's now it makes sense you know what i'm tired of these uncomfortable kids <laughs> and i'm gonna do something about it and that's why i want your vote uh so uh, go get out rock rock the polls this christmas for the Chris, pokemon christmas. rock the, the, that's the right polls. that's right get the 
hot dog on a stick out of your throat and go vote. Counter-Strike 2. They made a I am, I am excited to talk to you about Counter-Strike 2. This is when Counter-Strike 2 came out. I was like, I got to fucking figure out what the fuck Ben is doing because I bet he's playing Counter-Strike 2. Um, wh- yeah, what- I mean, fucking Dota's dead, so... Is it? I, the international just happened. I feel like I didn't, and and because I, I'm, I don't really look at Twitter anymore, like very often. So maybe there was a bunch of fucking people going Wait, nuts for it there. Um, why why don't I look at Twitter why anymore? Do you look at Twitter? Do you? I, it's just, I don't know. It's just it's uh it's uh fucking disgusting. I don't know. It's a fucking Wait, it got worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, I think over the last like forty, it's probably in the process. Like something's probably happening right now. Uh, it's so it'd be so funny to go back to like twenty eighteen and just like think about like because like one of the most fun things to do about Twitter was complain about Twitter because like Jack yep. was a a doofus dumbass. He wasn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, we learned that it could get a lot worse, but like, it was so fun to be like, oh, the management here is awful. Like, it, this site's probably doing harm to society, but like, it's still a little fun and goofy, but this site sucks, right, everyone? Yeah. And yeah. So, like, this site is free. Think about how much worse it could have gotten. <laughs> like, it's like, well, if you think that's bad, what if the first reply to every meaningful tweet was someone going, that's interesting, almost like this crypto that I'm linking to you to. Like, it's just like the... Or a meme they found on Reddit in 2016. Right, yes. The, sometimes those are actual humans. But, like, I get a lot of... And if you if you want to see some... I, I might have said this a couple of weeks ago, but if you want to see a little bit of pornography, um, go look at replies to my tweets. <laughs> Because you'll see two things. Links to crypto scams and occasionally some boobs. Yeah. You got to take a good with the bad. Like, take the ride. Or like, (laughs) yeah. Dream your desire. Test yes. Look out for the cream. And then it's like OnlyFans.com. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, man. It's not even like they're not even like real ads. They're not Twitter ads. It's just spam. Yeah. Um, and so between that and then like people that are paying for subscriptions, having their replies floated to the top and you can just see like, uh, wow, these are like, like it's, it's a joke, right? The people are like, oh, and they're always the worst. But sometimes you look at it and you go, oh, oh, no, they, they I, kind favorite- of are it's weird. My favorite is on the ones that are like on like discussing film or like other websites because like it's going to attract like like stuff about Marvel people replying. Sure. It's like yeah. really funny. But my favorite was one I saw yesterday. It was talking about the um, creative team behind Wallace and Gromit is like running out of clay. Like their yeah. clay supplier shut down. And so they're like, can we make any more movies? And like the second reply was they should get a new supplier of clay. <laughs> and you know what? I think they did. They posted something saying, hey, don't worry. We've got plenty of clay for years to come. Oh, my God. That guy solved it, actually. I yeah. take it back. Blue checks are genius. That guy? Elon Musk. <laughs> now, what do you think about him, huh? Hmm? It's not so dumb now, is he? I think I would I think I would want to hang out with him in case he wants to buy me a horse. Uh, yeah. He's either going to buy you a horse or a whole lot of fucking ketamine. <laughs> I just like oh, saying it the British way. I don't know. Is that, how they, that is how they say it, isn't it? Because <laughs> they say vitamin, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I need to go to some raves in, in Great Britain. Yes. Old Blighty. Uh, that's what they call it now. They started calling it that again. 
Uh, Counter Strike Two. I I when it came out, I fired it up and I was like, "This smoke looks cool," but it turns out I don't like Counter Strike. I only like uh, Arms Race or yeah. I guess a gun game, but they like, call game. it Arms Race. Um, or some of the other you know more esoteric kind of community things and yeah. so regular and ass counter-strike or, yeah. they finally put put, put uh, community servers up right uh, as of like a couple of weeks ago which was nice um i played the most counter-strike in my life i played was pre-source um because mm. i was playing like in high school uh was there i was trying to remember this was there one between 1. 1.6 in in source or was it that? The, I mean, they probably patched it after yeah. after one point six. I'm guessing, yeah. but I, I don't. I don't remember. That's the uh, one that just sticks in my mind because it's the one that everyone was nostalgic of for course, yeah. when I was playing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I played. I played like and and played condition zero. Then. That's yes. Condition that zero. Is, yeah. Um. I, you know, when I say I played it, it was I could go. Oh my god, I can buy a Negev and sit in this hallway and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know about the nuance between the M4 and the and the AK, and you know about right. smoke lineups and all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been playing playing quite a bit recently with some of my like old Dota friends and some other folks, um, some people who are moving over from Valorant because they couldn't stand Valorant, but they were playing it because it was popular. You know, yeah, sure, yeah, no, I feel like that. That's I, there must be some decent percentage of the Valorant player base at some point that was like, "Oh, Counter Strike Two is out. We're gonna go back to that because it's not magic." <laughs> yeah, and, and it is. It, I, I say as somebody who tried to learn Valorant, like it's so much easier to learn Counter Strike. Um, mm-hmm. I, I maybe that's not right to say. I will say the the entry is much lower than it is for Valorant because you don't have all of these characters. You don't have to right. learn these abilities. You're not like, why is my screen covered in blue goop? Like, yeah, just there's a million. I things ask that every day. It's because it's because you have to wipe it off from yesterday. <laughs> Jeff, I keep telling you, you have to, you have to, wipe I will never goop. wipe off the blue goop. That is my promise to you. Okay. Well then, then your screen's going to be coded and that's why you just have to accept that. All right, fine. Uh, but I think that the skill ceiling is probably higher in in CS because these maps are very much designed to the point of like this ledge is like pixels away from being it's 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 hard to put into words. Basically, I think that Counter Strike's map design, since it's based in reality, they can mm-hmm. do a lot more stuff where they're like we put a sign here and this sign obfuscates this thing. Valorant's maps are very much like kind of literal hallways with like boxes and there's some things obscuring stuff, but CS being in the real world uh, Mm -hmm. makes it so that like angles feel a lot more. What's that? No, nothing. (laughs) Uh, I, 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 it's, you know, learning learning counter-strike and trying to like be good at counter-strike i what i thought going in was like i just have to like get really good at aiming my gun Mm -hmm. and it's surprising even in my you know uh 30s which like for a reaction shooter means like i'm 80 but like even in my 30s you're done you're wrapped up no i'm 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 this is why I drink those energy drinks every day. It's because uh, it keeps it keeps like I twitch even when I don't want to. So you're you're clicking, you're 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 like you're practicing your AD strifing just 
yeah. in your sleep. Yes. <laughs> I am always strifed up and I, I'll, this is, I mean, you know, I use it to play RTS games. You know, I keep my APMs up. Most yeah. of the A's are like, <laughs> but you know, it, it's still a really high number. Right. How many, how many of your actions per minute are intrusive thoughts? Oh, uh, those, I'm going to say 85, 85% of them uh, are just like, they're coming to get you. They're, they're, they know you have something to lose now. <laughs> they do. I mean, they do. And, and, and they're yeah. right. They're right about it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, but like the thing that I'm finding out is you spend enough time in like, I'll, I'll play a lot of deathmatch just to like kind of like practice. And yeah. that's basically, you know, 32 players are just spawning on the map. There's team kills. Everything's fine. Just shoot guys. Yeah. Um, and you play you play enough of that, and you just really like practice it. You get to a point where like like my headshot percent accuracy is fairly high. It's it's the other stuff that's really hard to learn. It's movement, it's positioning, mm-hmm. it's you know how to use your utilities effectively, where to smoke, where to flash. Like when you're clearing a site, like what are everyone's roles? It's it's murky, but like the first one in has to like entry frag right. If yeah. you're the first one in, you're gonna go. Best case scenario, usually you go trade. You go like kill somebody, and then they swarm on you. You take them out, and everyone else cleans up. Like, yeah. But how do you clean up? Like, where do you move? You have to watch your teammates' movements. I'm lucky enough to be playing pretty much exclusively with like four or five stacks, so I don't have to mm-hmm. deal with too many randoms. Yeah. Uh, the few times I've CS has had a CS always had a bad reputation for being toxic. Yes. But my God, was I shocked! Even coming from Dota, I was say, is, is, it, is, it, is it could it possibly be any worse than Dota? But I, 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 I've definitely heard more slurs in this game than any mm. other one I've played. Which, like, I don't play Call of Duty, so I won't say like it is hands down probably the highest percentage of, of, of games out there. I don't hear a lot, so you know, I. I I'd play a you know I, I'm playing far less so far this year because yuck. Um, but I would say over the last few years of Call of Duty, just percentage of people talking at all is way down. Uh, and the only time I feel like you ever hear uh, a quantity of people on mic is at launch because those people just bought the game and they haven't given up yet. And so you'll hear that's when you hear all your good like uh, low battery smoke alarm. <laughs> Uh, or like people that don't realize the mic is on. Like I literally heard someone last week that w- I'm pretty sure was breaking up with their girlfriend, um, and and like and didn't give a. F- it was like he was cold about it, um, and just like that sort well, of stuff. Executing. Where you're like, I mean, like, he was in the middle of of executing. Exactly. That. It's like people that it's like people that don't realize that. By the way, the PlayStation Five controller is a microphone. It is, it is a mic. It's on by default. It's there. It's you, when you're holding it, you just, it just, you, you have to turn that thing off. Motherfucker. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's, so it's like people that don't know that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, I suppose on average, the average call of duty player is just like a, a relatively normal guy, you know, right? Like, like the, the mock-up of, I feel like the mock-up of an, of an average counter-strike player probably leans a little more of a, of a freak. Yeah, um, definitely scum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it's Absolute cool. It, it, it is really cool trying to trying to learn it for the first time. The stuff that makes it, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a great person to ask about the stuff that makes it too right because they haven't added really the the thing that they added is is their sub tick 
system. Yeah. Um, and I, we were kind of chatting about it a little bit and it really does feel, I haven't seen a lot of other people like talk about it in this way, but it does kind of feel like they did invented rollback net code for shooters. Right. Um, because for, for anyone who doesn't work, I, I, I've been, I'd have been playing the game for, for weeks before I even like really understood this, but from what I understand is so, you know, before in Counter-Strike, they would measure everything in ticks. Like and a tick would be whatever, like a hundredth of a second. Yeah, and I feel like the the tick rate conversation kicks up with games here and there. I know there was a big conversation about Overwatch's tick rate mm-hmm. and how it was too low for esports because it just didn't have as many times where it was measuring movement and changes and stuff right, for people exactly that were lined so- up shots and, and that sort of stuff. Right, right. So each tick is a chance for an action to be registered. So like, it's usually like you're moving, like moved left, will whatever an inch will be one tick. Move left will be on the on the next tick or shoot or whatever. And it worked really well for a really long time. But then Valve kind of approached this as like it doesn't make sense because sometimes it's literally milliseconds will make a difference, right? Like sometimes something happens between ticks. Like I shoot first and you move just like one millisecond after I move, but they get registered to the same tick because they just get registered to the next tick. Mm -hmm. And so they created a sub tick system where basically there's an infinite number of ticks. Uh, Like time itself. Like time itself. There's an infinite amount of it. Uh, ahead of us and behind us um, and in between all actions. Uh, Um, So wear that on your head and smoke it. Uh, This podcast is infinitely long is what I'm hearing. I hope not. I have to go to bed. Okay. I got to go go house it tomorrow. Whole thing. It's a whole thing. Sit in someone else's house. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to smell different. You You sit in there and it's like, it smells weird in here. And this Roku is garbage. I am going to straight up, I, I don't want to reveal too much about where I'm going, but the first mm-hmm. thing I'm doing is turning off motion smoothing on a TV that I've seen it on nice. a lot. Mine just turned it back on automatically uh, and I had to go turn it off again. It, like it, every six months, these LGs that I have just randomly for one reason or another to be like, oh, uh, hey, uh, you, you, you should, uh, you, I, you, the way you have it set up is going to lead to eye strain. Do you want to turn it uh, to be like a better, uh, more accurate color? And I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. And then it says like, and by the way, we turn on motion smoothing, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, uh, cocksucker. Just like, them do, like doing the menu on the screen while you hear somebody laughing. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to turn that off. But uh yeah, it's basically so like right. So now in a in a game of Counter Strike, what it does is it looks at every sub tick before resolving them. So you get some instances where it looks like you totally shot a guy, and on mm-hmm. your screen you did shoot the guy, but in reality, because of how servers work for multiplayer games, you didn't shoot the guy, and the right. game will now. So that's the part. Of, so Valve put out like an official video, kind of talking about this. It's short yeah. and sweet, but. They they kind of gloss over this last part of like, and so now we could like take these subtics and make sure you see what actually happens. That's the part I'm a little more interested in, and probably the part that they are like obviously keeping secret because it's like, you know, a huge yeah. accomplishment and like not something they want every other shooter to necessarily steal. Though I'm sure for the shooters in general, it's good if the netcode gets better, just like how how rollback made fight fighting games better across sure. the board. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's really cool, and and uh, like I like I said, I'm not I'm not 
seasoned enough to kind of know if it feels good. I know a lot of the pros had a lot of concerns with with how it was implemented, and Valve has been patching it constantly. How mm-hmm. how subjects are affected its movement and shooting and everything. And it seems like every time they're getting closer to something that everyone or at least most people will be happy about. But you know, yeah. for now it. It feels good. Those smokes really do look good. Shooting through the smokes, especially with like a yeah. shotgun, and you just see the it kind of dissipate, throwing a grenade into it, mm-hmm. and watching it like kind of poof out to the sides. Seeing the smoke like linger on somebody's body as they run through it, and the smoke seems super vital. Like, could you theoretically play? Like, would a Snoop Dogg who you know has given up smoke, <laughs> would he be able to excel at this video game, or is he going to be pretty much asked out? I think if you're good at shooting. You can if you're if you're if you're all right at shooting a gun and hitting people in Counter Strike, you can get by on that and like rely on one to two other people on your team to know because that's that's the thing is like as there's there's very few instances where you need to execute like a three man smoke like and smoke off this route this route and this exit like you could do that and I'm like pros on pro teams will do that, but for matchmaking. If you know one decent smoke on a site, like that's going to be a huge advantage, and you could, yeah. and only one person needs to take care of that. That's I. So you know, I'm I'm on TikTok from time to time, uh, and you see, you know, the gaming videos on TikTok are always a little weird. But like the one thing I kept seeing over the last handful of months here are, um, people showing you where to smoke in <laughs> CS2. I'm just like, okay, now here's a crazy smoke. And it's like, okay, look exactly here at this sign. Then look just up a little bit and then jump and throw. And then they, they fly cam over to where it hits and you go and it's like, oh, you've completely smoked off B. Right. Like, whoa, crazy. You know, it's just like all these insane, uh, which I guess, you know, Call of Duty used to have a little bit of that of just like, okay, at the start of the match, look up at this crane and then move slightly left and then throw your throwing knife and it will flip all the way over to their (laughs) spawn and maybe hit someone or, you know, or whatever is but um, yeah there's definitely some crazy ones that are like pixel perfect and there's some that are like if you stand in this corner and just throw it over this house you'll do something good and like okay that's the stuff where i'm like fine learning (laughs) that right uh i i did like as a as a as an exercise we were like you know i was playing with some friends and we were all talking about these this specific thing like these smokes on on one of the maps that on mirage which is Mm -hmm. kind of like the most commonly played map, it seems. Um, so we were like, oh, let's just like try them out. And so I tried doing the one of the pixel perfect. Like this is the to smoke. This is for the, my my CS players out there smoking mid window from terrorist side. Uh huh. That's yeah. We're all smoking mid window. I, I only smoke loud window, but that's just okay. me. That's well, just that's, more you know, um, that's expensive. So yeah. Well, I'm a man of of taste. Economy rounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh i never hit it i i tried i tried like i tried like 20 to 30 times and i didn't hit it once and i was like fuck this like damn yeah no it, it's the, the technology like when they started rolling out videos about what cs2 was going to be i was like this all sounds fantastic and then i played it as like all oh, right it's still counter-strike you dumbass like you're an idiot you don't yeah. you don't like counter-strike stupid like oh shit okay, <laughs> and, and I and I definitely it's not it's definitely not my preferred shooter. I I I'm more in the camp I think as you know of enjoying like movement in shooters like really scratching sure. onto stuff like Apex and mm-hmm. was was kind of my favorite recent one. 
Um, and even like I, we we played a decent amount of Warzone um, mm-hmm. recently uh, when we were trying to find our like post Dota. What do we do with our lives game? So what happened with Dota? Like like did you just get fed um, up with it, or did they actually did they actually fuck it up? Or I is it any one I, thing that you just go well, like they did this and I had to stop playing Dota? That was like my Call of Duty thing for the a year. There it was like oh. They made it so you don't kill people in one melee hit anymore. This is the worst game in the world now. And then, you know, after a year of it, I was like, eh, yeah, I get it. There's no one change I can point to. What it feels like is um, around the time of Artifact coming out, uh, I was talking to somebody with kind of firsthand knowledge about Valve, and they were telling me that you know, this is it's it's kind of publicly known that Valve is a company where you get to work on what you want to work on. Um, and everyone who was working on Dota really wanted to work on Artifact because it was a game in the Dota universe. It was a new something. They had like Richard Garfield in there. Yeah. Like it seemed like it had a, a genuine shot at being something really cool. Uh, I think they told me at the time there were four people working on keeping, maintaining Dota. Right. And it just feels like another period of that. It feels like a period where, like, after after Artifact crashed, Dota kind of had this, like, really interesting stretch where they tried, they added a lot of new mechanics. They mm-hmm. really changed it. They, like, added a whole other outer ring to the Dota map full of stuff. <laughs> More like and, Dota like, 3, am I right? Hey, that's really <laughs> funny. Thank you. they like added a second roshan pit and all this stuff and like it was crazy and everyone was like wow this is great and then like i don't know how much you've heard about this like this shooter you hear about this this dota shooter there's been a rumor flying around that like that's what ice frog has been working on yes yes you're in the dota world and they're like they're trying to do a like well look at league they they took their game and really kind of it blew it out into all this other stuff. Why don't we do that? And they mm-hmm. had that incredibly mid anime. Yeah. Um, so like maybe maybe they are all working on something. I, I mean, right. I'd, like, I'd yeah. like to hope they are because if they're working on Dota, it's not seen in playing Dota. It, it mm-hmm. just became it became a little stale. And honestly, it just was like you play something for long enough. Every time I would like, every time I would take a break and then come back to it the amount of time that I would spend back to it would just get shorter and shorter and shorter. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, eventually it's just like, yeah. like, why, why are you subjecting yourself to this? I guess the big question is, do you still have it installed? Yes. And I actually okay. played for the first time in months yesterday. See? Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then uh, you could always get back into TF2. You know, they've, they put some stuff out for that. I don't know. Hey, hey you know, it's another uh, game they put some stuff out for. Right. Yeah. Get into half life now. Uh, I, so before, but before we get into that, uh, I have been messing around with the Atari 2600 plus, which, uh, Atari put out a new Atari 2600. This thing is, it's a smaller 2600, uh, same basic shape. Um, it takes real cartridges and it takes real controllers as the same controller ports. The, to me, the interesting thing is that they made new controllers. Uh, they mm-hmm. made new, like old Atari controllers, like joysticks and paddles. And like, they sent, they sent that shit over. And I was like, oh, let's see what the fuck this thing is. I was like, Oh man, I haven't had a, a paddle controller that wasn't loose and destroyed in ever 40 years. You know, like <laughs> never, I've never seen right. one. It wasn't completely fucking ripped to shreds. And so having one that actually functioned seemingly as advertised, a nice tight set of paddles, 
was very nice. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. Here, I'm looking at the the page for the CX40 joystick, and it says features. The CX40 Plus joystick is the essential traits of the original, and one of those is made to last. So, like, I don't. <laughs> well, so the joysticks themselves were didn't always fall apart. The rubber grip would come off the top, and then they were just holding this white bony like thing under it uh thumbstick a, a little bit almost yeah it was like this, it was like this completely destroyed uh thing at that point but the paddles were always just loose and 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 very uh jittery so you'd plug them in and you'd see the paddle and break out just constantly jittering because the, the thing was just ripped to shreds um and and so that's been kind of cool i'm not really like i i'm not a guy who's out there going like i love putting the original cartridges into things and I, that's why you know um i i like to emulate shit i like to have everything on an sd card yeah and never have to think about it um but also i am a person who has been holding on to a bunch of atari 2600 and 7800 cards because it plays those too um for decades and some of them i don't even know if they work anymore and the process of having to hook up an old atari these days without modding it to do RGB out and all this other shit sucks. So like the idea of just like, Hey, here's a device like it, you know, it's dumping the card and running it on an emulator. It's not some magic, you know, box that is 100% one to one compatible with the original hardware, but it's damn close. Stella, the emulator is fantastic these days. Uh, and, um, and it will let me know if these cartridges are, functional or not and so mm-hmm. for at least mm-hmm. you know once i go get them out of storage uh i'm gonna play some kaboom on these paddles before they before the paddles fall apart and that's it's gonna, gonna feel great. like nothing you've ever felt before it's gonna be the crispest game of kaboom you've ever played so the problem though is that now it's hdmi out and so now um, like yeah it's gonna be these great paddles but what's the input latency like now that right. we're going through all these other you know, TVs and emulate you know, all this other stuff. Like it might actually be fucking way worse. <laughs> um, but it's a neat idea. It's like 130 bucks. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's cool. I, it I enjoyed it my. Doesn't have it doesn't. It's only HDMI out. It doesn't yep. have. It doesn't have any. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do any RF out or coax or S video or 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 whatever else. It's all just kind of. Uh, hdmi but you know i do i mean i I have crts around here some i have one um but hello kitty yeah yeah i got the hello kitty for me and all my smash friends which you know we were gonna have a big tournament and then nintendo said no and i was like well fuck this i'm gonna take a shower i guess and that just hasn't been the same since well now you can only do community showers and you can only do a limit of six of them per year and no more than 16 in one organization so yeah i know and like all my prizes of alcohol and hardcore butt tapes like the i can't do that anymore uh like just like nintendo more like no fun dough still got those tapes yeah yeah you got a vcr i'll dub you set okay um with that why don't we get into the news I can't play the news music because I didn't think ahead to upload it to this thing that I use when we have guests. But pretend that there was news music played here. Uh, they're going to put The Last of Us out on PlayStation 5. I thought they did that already. <laughs> I also thought they did that already. Like that, The weirdest news of the week was we're putting The Last of Us out on two, The Last of Us 2. Sorry, The Last of Us 2 out, out on PlayStation 5. 
And I was like, huh? What? What? Didn't that come out on PlayStation 5? Like, when did that come? And I just didn't think for a while. I was like, I guess that was a PlayStation 4 game. And they did do some kind of patch to make it run better on a PS5, but it wasn't like a full PS5 patch. Anyway, January 19th, The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered um, is going to come out. It's going to have a new mode called No Return, (gasps) uh, which is like some kind of rogue like light type thing they're gonna have a daily run that's a part of that Finally, Uh, something to get me excited about the last of us that's right did you shred these motherfuckers necks harder than everyone else then you're at the top of the leaderboard um oh 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 this run started with the dog named stefan that knows i mean that (laughs) i know we're gonna gonna get this item that's right on, on, on 10 minutes uh director's commentary uh, they're doing so this. They're doing this because the second season of the show is coming out, right? I assume so. And and, and that, also, and you know, there were going to mirror the plot of the yeah. Game, and and yeah. there were there was talk that they were going to do like a multiplayer thing, and they kind of say they kind of say, like, oh yeah, we're still, eh. but it oh, seems yeah. like maybe that work on that is not gone super smoothly, and so maybe that was a thing that was supposed to be out by now, and now they're like, oh well, fuck it, let's just let's get this going. Um, they can't figure out a way for the console to come alive and beat your dog to death <laughs> in your room if you lose in a multiplayer match. That's right. Uh, it's going to pour hot coffee on your dog. Like, you'll, you'll, <laughs> it's hot coffee, too, except this time you pour hot coffee into a spigot. This is only on the new PlayStation 5. It's got right. like a spout on it, and you pour <laughs> coffee into it, and it heats it up. Uh, to scalding temperatures and then you have your playstation camera hooked up and it looks in the room and goes where's the dog and as soon as you mess up in the game the nozzle just aims at the dog and just blasts it with just 240 degree coffee and you might be saying like oh i just won't have my dog in the room no you will trust me you want the dog in the no, room no you're gonna need the dog in the room you're definitely gonna need the dog in the room it's not gonna work otherwise um it'll be a ten dollar upgrade for people who own it on playstation 4 uh, which is cool because they kind of stopped nice. doing that. Um, but that's that's the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, I that you know, hey, it, it seems like a, you know, hey, when the the last remaster when they did the first game, like people loved what they did to it, and so this is going to have some of the accessibility stuff from that game, some of the photo mode stuff from that game. So it, it just that seems smart. People will, people who love this thing will love this thing. I bet so. Yeah, and I do like I am I am fairly cool on that game and that series, but I do think it's really cool that like they were successful in bringing in a whole slew of people who have never really thought about video games critically, uh, with the HBO series being sure. such a yeah. hit and like taking advantage of the remasters and and kind of having this like new release uh, that seems new if you don't if you're not plugged into to games at all and like you maybe have a PS5 or like maybe you're even willing to get a PS5 just to like, cause you right. like the show so much. Um, I, I, I do have to give them props that like they, as, as a piece of intellectual property, they have done really, <laughs> really good things with the last of us. Yeah. And, and well, I, I think uh, also there's just, uh, there's been so much bad video game stuff. Like, you know, I, I tried to watch the TV show and, and did not get into it for some of the same reasons. I didn't really care for the game, but, um, but it's nice to see something like 
that feels like it's uh, hitting a mark and it's like what that the Mario movie, the Sonic movie, like we're starting to see these things uh, that like people are coming away from it going like, Hey, this is actually not so bad, whether they're kids or whatever. Oh, do you watch the Mario movie? Yeah. Yeah. I finally did. Uh, Cause I, I, I had to watch, I, I haven't, I haven't finished it, but I've seen most of it. I was I was watching it to try to decide if my daughter was going to wa- be able to watch it or not, um, and like screening it and going like, "Hey, is this?" Uh, and I think for what it is, it's not. I, I mean, I tuned it's in. Not an I watched vicious film. I would say, but know, what are you talking about? They get into his whole ethos and they explore the fact that he has generational trauma keeping him from being well, the best plumber he can be. I suppose. Isn't that what you wanted from Mario movie? I don't know what I would. I, I almost like if you had told me we made a completely plot free thing. It's just, it's just like basically a sick ass animation of Mario doing ill shit. Yeah. Like a, like a flash, like a right. fan. Yes. Like the, yes. Like a fan, like the 90 minute, like ultimate new battle, grounds, like yeah. Yeah, new grounds, Mario murders 3000 people. <laughs> like if they just made that, but it was like really high res and, fucking 8k imax whatever it just like, chris pratt doing the grunts just not right. talking but yeah. like doing there's no. <laughs> no dialogue at all it's just oh uh that uh, yeah, you know I, that I know. that probably would have worked for me in a weird way too probably the most insufferable needle drops i've ever heard in a movie was the other thing just like literally the most on the nose like i need a hero during the training montage yeah like it's the thing about kids' movies, like, and they probably think they're being like, "Oh, well, parents will get that this is a reference to another movie thing," but kids don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kids no, didn't I, play that Saints Row game. No, uh, that's where that came from, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. What else is going on? Uh, there was a, a job listing for uh, Monolith. Uh, productions the developers of those lord of the rings games the good ones um and uh, they are also they've been working on a wonder woman game for quite some time now i think the news here is that it's confirmation that the wonder woman game is still in active development because i feel like i haven't seen anything maybe i just haven't been paying close attention but it was like it was known that they've been making this wonder woman game for a long time and uh but like hasn't been a ton of, of talk about it lately. Anyway, there was a job listing for Monolith uh, that said, uh, it's a lead, we're, uh, it's a lead software, according to Eurogamer here. It's a lead software engineer, comma, gameplay. And uh, live software product or game experience is a nice to have. So people took that combined with uh, some recent statements from David uh, Zaslav. My hero. Yeah. Uh, He's uh he's one Bill Phil's friend um who said like uh basically yeah like we're really going to focus on these live service games and extending games with mobile add-ons and and free to play mobile extensions of these IPs like we think that that's where the money is we're going to we're going to make those um do we have anything in development we can get rid of suicide squad game nah we don't need that's a tax write off yeah Shut it! Shut it down! No, but that's a live. That's the live service game. So that one's, uh, if anything, it'd be this Wonder Woman game. Um, yeah. 
anyway, so people took the, his statements combined with this job listing, and they were like, oh, no, Wonder Woman's going to be a live service game. So Warner had to come out and say, no, it's not being developed as a live service game, which is like a weird way, you know, by them coming out and saying no, it's like them acknowledging, we get it. You don't fucking want these. It's not. It's so funny where we're Even though we're about to ship another one of those finally, it's not. It's so funny to me where we're at as a society with live service games because, like, I totally agree. It's like, it sucks to play video games right now, new video games right now, because all of them are a job, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. So many of them. I feel like we're we're starting to get a lot of really good self-contained stuff, though, yeah. this year, especially between, like, Mario and Baldur's Gate were two great examples of non-Lime service things. And tons of indie games that are tons you know, of good, indie games. good short, you know. But, like, if you want something with, like, a good budget behind it and for it to be a self-contained 30 to 60 hour experience, you're just, like... They're few and far between, and everyone knows that now, and everyone hates it. And so now people are like, "Oh, don't worry, it's not, it's not live service. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's normal. It's a normal game." And then I think it was like just last week we had developers that were kind of like, like Remedy was coming out and saying, yeah. "Hey, well, yeah, we had uh, uh, this game we were making. It was going to be free to play. Fucking fuck that. We're going to sell it to you instead because we think that's going to make for a better game." Uh, and so it's it's weird to see some of that stuff happen also alongside the Warner stuff of, hey, we think we can do this, which, I, you know, everything I've been told over the years, and I I'd had a conversation with someone who re- reiterated some of this a little bit, I you know, but like, you need to have people in place to run a live service game. You can't just go like, hey, we've never made one of those before, and let's... um you want to do that yeah let's do it that's where the money is man season pass battle pass whatever fuck it um because you need people to then like after the game ships they need to be there with the season one content almost Mm. immediately Mm -hmm. and season two is you know like you're on that treadmill as developers like for until the game gets shut down uh or abandoned because you made a sequel because you made it so big and it, it hit hard and you're like oh great this is the perfect place to be um like you know you you have to be set up to to do that stuff and and i get the impression that a lot of publishers like think that they want to tap into this seemingly endless money of like we can make a live service game and then we'll just ship it once and they'll give us money for like 7 or 8 years this is great yeah. and they forget that like no you to in order for it to be a 7 or 8 year thing you have to have a crazy plan in place you have to be able to pivot as players needs change you have to be able to address like it's it's just nuts but they see whether it's gta online or until recently i would have said something like destiny 2 um though lately maybe not so much like a warframe or something to that extent but like they see these things they see these different whether they're competitive shooters or whatever and go hey like we want in on that and i get it too I guess. I mean, you know, like, is it that? I guess it's it's free to play, right? But like, yep. is it that different? Setting aside the player count changes and everything else, like, is it that different from Overwatch One? I mean, it's it's focused on seasons in a way that the the first sure. one okay. isn't. There is yeah. a battle pass every season now. The new characters okay. are earned through getting yeah. the battle pass, um, and 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 the expand like they have. Well, no, they abandoned their single player 
or yep. the co-op stuff. So like they have, that was, they had these like hero missions or whatever that they tried yeah. to sell for an extra fifteen bucks or something. Which is, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like a new like they 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 alternate between new map and new hero on the battle pass. Okay. Um, hmm. or Wait, they put a, they put a they don't, map they don't put the, the map battle. on the battle pass, okay. but that's for the season. Will got be it, like got it, got it. Okay, I was gonna say like that's. That that would be I mean that, that would that would fuck matchmaking up too much exactly that yeah that's what we don't that. that's the games just don't do that anymore which is which is good I was complaining about Modern Warfare three last week um because it only has new maps even though it is it, even though a lot of that game feels like an add on for last year's game it does not have last year's game content in it. Uh, but they added, and it's a weird thing, but there's a playlist now that's literally called the Modern Warfare 2 playlist, and it just has four maps from last year's game. Not all of them, just like four of them. And this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, not to be confused, uh, of the sequel of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Right. Yeah, right. that's okay. the, yeah. And this is Modern Warfare 3, which, okay, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 just came out. Its multiplayer content consists of all of the maps from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Got it. From 2009. Okay. Not the game it is a sequel. Not to. the game that came out last year. The game that it that its prequel was a pre was a inspired yeah. by yeah. Two. Yes. Yes. Got it. Last year's game had mostly new maps. <laughs> and it's a great game. This one less so i have not seen a call of duty game get brutalized in reviews like this maybe ever yeah it was interesting to see yeah i'm 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 not too knowledgeable on many call of duties but i know i've never seen a reaction like this even even the the middling ones were like had a fair share of defenders or like at most were just in and out of the public consciousness this one i just seen people who i didn't know play call of duty be like holy shit this sucks because I feel so, like most people play Call of Duty and are like, oh, it's another Call of Duty. You're like, oh, that's a pretty good Call of Duty. And then yeah, like that's that was kind of the thing for me for a good long time. It was like, you know, hey, even when Call of Duty's bad, it's still bing, bang, laser tag, whatever, run around, yeah. shoot people. Like, you know, it's a it's a good, relaxing, end-of-the-night sort of game that you can play. Um, but I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a lot of anniversaries. Here, you know, November November is always going to be anniversaries of console launches and all this other, uh, all this other shit. But uh, Half Life turned to twenty five, and they put out a big old update. Um, not just like real simple, you know. Some of it's like, oh, well, we fixed some lighting that had been broken for the last seventeen years, or yeah, or hey, we put the Valve logo, the original Valve logo, back in the game, which you're like, okay, yeah. And he um, turns all the way around and winks. Oh my god, it's terrifying. It's worth that. noting that these are all on a also like they made a whole web page that looks straight out of like twenty five years ago. Yeah. Like they they really went all out with this thing. Yeah, they they did a, a a really a really good job with it. They verified it on the Steam Deck, so it's got good proper controller support now. Um, they patched the multiplayer. Yep, they, they added like, new multiplayer maps. What's the Dota team been doing, you ask? <laughs> <laughs> they shipped four new Half-Life 2 deathmatch maps. Honestly, that rocks. Like, yeah, I, no, I, it's, it's awesome. I got zero yeah. complaints with that. Like, yeah, I, uh, I kind of want to boot it up just to like run around it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, cool. they modernized it you know, to kind of better take advantage of modern resolutions and make sure the UI scales appropriately and 
uh, all of those kind it of little... grenade physics. <laughs> they, they increased the 357 damage from 40 points to 50. Like they got Let's into go! it. They sat there and said, like, you know, we've been looking at the data for the last 20 years and, um, you know, we're pretty sure we need to raise the damage on this revolver because it's from bullshit. Like, like everyone left and now there's new people at Valve that are just like, we're going to fucking fix it the right way because fuck those people. They were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they've been wrong this whole time. Uh, the MP5 now always starts with full ammo when you initially pick it up. God damn it. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Gabe. Um, yeah, so it, it's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, they still allow access to the previous build of it in case mods depend on it but they're hoping that you know eventually the mod support will kind of catch up with uh with the with the changes they made uh there's also a big ass documentary out uh yeah. that was shot by danny o'dwyer's crew his uh not the no the, the secret tape crew which is even more secret than the no clip crew. yeah um that's it's amazing. Cool. I mean, you got that's... you got Gabe. I, I watched the first like 15, 20 minutes of it. And yeah. You got Gabe in there real early on, just talking. Just like they're they're very candid in it. It's it's cool. That's yeah. Uh, and Valve's a, com- a company that I think at this point can very much afford to be super candid. They don't have to give a. Fu- it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. They could not release another game or really. Yeah. We'll, anything we'll talk about Half Life One. What do you What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Um. And I guess on that note, like the they announced a new Steam Deck. Yes, they have upgraded the Steam Deck. And they have a, it is basically they are going to keep one entry level non OLED Steam Deck, but they have they have changed out the screen from a seven inch LCD to a seven point four inch OLED. Uh, they redid uh, some of the I think the grips on the controllers might be slightly different, but they've it's got a slightly better battery life. And I guess because of the screen being 90 hertz instead of, I believe, 60 on the other one, um, it sounds like from people that have access to them uh, already that uh, the input latency is much reduced. And so that sounds like actually a really nice uh, bump without without being a big spec bump. Because they were out there saying like, oh, it's, we're, we're not going to make a, a Steam Deck 2 for a long time. Like the parts don't exist yet. It's just not, you know, it's not feasible for us to do it unless, you know, it has 20 minutes of battery life or, or whatever. But right. now they're saying, hey, this is going to have better battery life than the original model. It's got a better screen, better input latency. Some, you know, like a handful of changes. They did a limited edition transparent colorway. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh and and they are still selling those. It was a limited edition, but it's still you could go buy one right now days after they started taking orders. I just got my tracking number today for mine. I decided to buy one. Um I I love my I love that Steam Deck. And I so love the Steam idea Deck of a, a yeah, a a better one of those. I was like, yeah, let me let me get in on that. I ended up buying the 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 limited edition one. Though of course like they started pre-orders at like 10 a.m. And I was on the Discord, uh, which you can go to patreon.com slash Jeff Gersman if you want to be on the Discord. Um, and a bunch of us were trying to order them, and the website was broken, and it was like, oh, man, fuck this. So they looked like they were sold out. I had one in my cart, and it was like, nope, can't buy this. It's sold out. Like, Shit. Well, I guess I'll just buy a regular one while they're here. So that I was able to get my hands on, one of the regular non-limited edition ones, and then I got up and you know went and hung out with 
changed some diapers, did some some of that stuff. And then I sit back down and I still have the Discord window of, of our Steam Deck channel up. And people are like, oh, yeah, I just got I just got my limited edition. I just placed this. I just played another. I looked at it. I was like, that's weird. Did they just get uh, it's like, I should probably check. And I loaded it back up. And sure enough, like the limited edition was just sitting there in stock. It is still in stock all these days later. Um, so not I don't know how, how they're how limited they really are. But uh I don't know. They're still out there, so uh, I was pretty excited to to get an order in for for one of those. Um, it's cool that they're turning around, turning them around much faster. Because I remember it was like yeah. seven or eight months between me ordering the first gen and, and yes. getting that. Yeah, I was I was just, in a similar. Was yeah, it was a it was a it was a good long time. And then like because all I wanted to do with the Steam Deck was like start fucking it up and. Yep. Like I want to be able to SSH into this thing. I need to be able to copy these things over. I want to see how these emulators work. I want to see how this and talking to people that had access to one, and they were just like, "Yeah, I don't know. I played some games on it. It's fine." I'm like, no, no fucking install no, weird shit on it. What are you doing? Themselves were like, "Yo, yeah. you can fuck this shit up." Like, yeah, <laughs> like you can reimage it. It's fine. It's it's easy to fix it. It's just like you know, get in there and do something with it. God damn it. Oh, that is frustrating. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that is shipping imminently and, and, you know, just in time for the holidays or, or whatever. And I don't know what I'll do with my existing Steam Deck if I'm going to try and sell it or it seems like the sort of thing that like it's a decently powerful little thing that what if I just shoved it in a closet and ran, kept running Linux on it. And I was like, I just have another little server machine. Um, but that's dumb. Why would I do that? <laughs> like I don't, I don't have a. You I don't never have made any, any sort of decision around like some tech in your home that. Didn't yeah, maybe I'll sell it to you for a dollar, uh, like I did with my Steam Link. I just found that thing. I was cleaning out my closet, and I was like, oh yeah. I occasionally think about that Steam Link and go, man, they don't sell those anymore. I should have. Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> oh man, I could sell it for so many more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I it was sealed, new in box. I bought oh, it. Yeah. And I was just like, when when they put them on deep discount, I bought one for next to nothing, and was just like, I don't know. I used that thing to play um, uh, Divinity Original Sin two before I had a Steam Deck because my oh. P- my PC was in my office, but I wanted to sit on my couch. Damn. And I don't need a server because I have the servers over here. I finally I poked a hole in my wall and ran an Ethernet cable through it, and uh, and there's one fewer computers in my office, so it is not nearly as warm in there anymore. It's nice. What did you use to poke the hole? I used a screwdriver. Oh, okay. You know, I I have the proper tools. I'm a tool man. Well, I was thinking like, like my first thought was like, oh yeah, I'd hit it with a hammer, but like, and that sounds fun. Yeah. It doesn't sound surgical. No, (laughs) no. The, so in the, in the office there was, so the, the previous owner of this house, uh, who uh, has passed away. Uh, so I won't speak ill. He, uh, he liked to run cables everywhere. He liked to run wires everywhere he could. Uh, and so there was like an office phone system in this house. So you could call other rooms in the house, like intercom style and be like, could you bring me up an apple juice or, you know, or, or whatever. Um, and then every, you know, then Wi-Fi was invented. And so all that stuff just sat in the house, like literally like big old PBX box looking crazy Whoa. phone gear in the closets that I had to rip out. Um, ridiculous uh and and so there's just like weird boxes and holes in all the walls and so there was a a phone jack box um 
that I yanked off. And then there was just a hole in the wall behind it. That was about yay big. And I was like, shit, well, hopefully nothing crawls out of that. That's always my fear. If there's a big hole in the wall, scorpions. I don't know why. Oh uh, yeah. My first thought would be treasure. Like, Oh, I found this old, there's somebody buried a metal here. Yeah. He had a, he had a safe. There's a safe in the house that I finally did open and there was no treasure in there. So I figure. Was there anything? Uh, no. Like, oh. And I didn't put anything in it either because I'm like, ah, oh, who knows if I'll be able to open this ever again. Right. Um, just put a note in there that says, fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah, if I ever think about moving out, I'll do that and then <laughs> yeah. just like forget to give them the combo and just like, eh, they'll chisel it out one day. They'll shoot a, one of those TikTok videos of, <laughs> we found a safe. What's in it? And there's never any. It's like fucking alcohol. You guys are never going to believe what we found in this safe. Oh my god! Here's a ten part fucking TikTok set of videos, and you can buy them for ninety nine cents now. Um, Buy there's you can sell TikTok series. You could start a series on TikTok and sell access to them. I get a notification on TikTok probably once a week saying you should sell videos. I'm like, of what? My ass? Of me doing the fucking the the Genshin Impact fucking. The, the, the or lease challenge, the, yeah, whatever. The, yeah, the, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, since there was already that hole there, I just said, "Oh, well, I'll just run it through there because there's already one big hole. I can poke a tiny hole through on the other side, just big enough to just cram an Ethernet cable through there." And so I just got a screwdriver and just went, nah, 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 nah. Uh, and and now my computer's out here. It's nice. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> And all it took was a little stabbing. That's right. All it took was a little stabbing. Uh, yeah, big, big anniversaries here. It's been, uh, as of the 15th, it's been 10 years since the launch of the PlayStation 4. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one hit weird. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, there's still a bunch of PS4 games coming out. College, watching the stream on my phone. Mm-hmm. Wow. And laughing a lot at that at the reveal PS4 stream. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was I was there. I was in New York for the reveal when right. they, when they did that. I, I flew out there for that. And then we had to go back out to New York to get PlayStation 4s. Uh they had an event. They took over a whole hotel and uh and they were, you know, they're doing interviews, they're showing the games and they were like, "Oh, here, going to And then they were like, "You can go upstairs and we'll etch your PlayStation 4 with your outlet's name if you'd like." I'm like, "No, I'm, no. No. I'm all right." Uh, and, uh, and so we flew home with like two of them or something and, and got back and like PSN wasn't up yet. And so we wanted to just play Rezo gun, but kind of couldn't. And, um, but it was such a weird, like it was the sort of event that barely happened at all. Then it was already kind of done happening and now just feels ridiculous and unheard of. It was like, I, it was the last time I saw Mark Cerny in person, and talk to him about well no that's not possible i'm sure i've seen him in person since then but like spoke he was to on him. he was on top of that that maze and you were kind of tilting it around trying to get him to the yeah. exit exactly yeah um and just a bunch of other folks there it was such a different time and the playstation 4 i don't know it feels like it ushered in you know the some of the stuff they did with indie games and self-publishing felt like it you know, was building off of what Microsoft did and kind of got wrong with Xbox Live Arcade. But in a lot of ways, it feels like the modern video game industry we have now where games are coming out constantly everywhere all the time 
feels like some of that stuff kind of the the foundation for that feels like it was laid partially by the early days of the PS4. And uh yeah. And then they put out that kill zone game, Shadowfall. Not a not a great game. Not a great game. But a game I keep thinking about. I don't know why. I'm constantly I've, I've been thinking about kill zone a lot lately, but specifically I started thinking about that one, the most non-kill zone like kill zone game of them all. Um and thinking, I should go back and play that again. I'm like, no, dumbass, what is wrong with you? You can't even play the games that are out now. What the fuck? Anyway. Similarly, this week, in a couple of days here, we will experience the 10-year anniversary of the Xbox One. Much different vibe. Yeah. 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 And, uh... Last week, uh, same same day, uh, November 15th, but it was 2001, was the launch of the original Xbox. Whoa. Which is... 2000, it's, it's weird to think now that like, okay, 9-11 happened, and then three months later, the new Xbox came out. And I think the GameCube probably came out like three days before or after that too, right? Yeah. It's weird to, weird to think about all of that stuff kind of happening within a very compressed window there. Uh, the original Xbox. So it was so cool. It was just like, I, what? I, I'm sh- <laughs> well, for, for some things, probably you know, for comedy and like, you know, sure. Yeah. Um, um, no, like I, I, you know, it, it's probably historically an inferior console to the PS2. And I had a GameCube, but like, I remember being so insanely jealous of my friends with Xboxes mm. to a degree that like it just the games on there the the what was the fucking the blue guy the blue guy with the elements Azeric yeah Azeric or, uh, Nightcaster was uh, yeah I think, I think it was that like yeah. and Chet Set and just like it just had such a a presence uh, yeah and I I mean I love that controller I mean, you know you know I'm a fan of the Duke. You're a, you're a, you got, you got large hands. Seems like it would built. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the original Xbox, I think it was cool because it just felt so different from, yeah. See, you're like going to crush that thing and you're, that's the Xbox controller in your hand. You're going to destroy it. You're going to, that's like a, that's like a baby controller. Um, with those meat hooks. Uh, yeah. The original Xbox is weird. I mean, it's, it was probably the, technically the most powerful console of its generation, but it was not the PlayStation 2. So, yeah, like no one in a lot of ways, no one cared. I mean, yeah, Microsoft rushed their way out of that generation to launch the Xbox 360 ahead of the PlayStation 3 so that they get a jump start and it worked really great for them. And well, then, you know, in 2013, they would fuck it all up. But uh, that thing, it was big and weird and it had games on it that, that did not exist anywhere else. It had a bunch of games from Microsoft that were just like, what are you doing? What you're putting out? What? okay like this is your take on a uh, a boat combat game this is okay this is your you're gonna put out a bruce lee video game and this is what you're doing okay all right uh kakuto chojin you're gonna make some fighting games but you don't have street fighter so you're gonna just go make your own i sure you're gonna go pay the other guy from mortal Kombat. you're gonna go find john tobias and you're gonna he's gonna start a studio and you're gonna put out a fighting game exclusively on this and then he's gonna make a wrestling game that's not very good uh, it was just weird. 
and and for that i kind of liked it but also i mean it did have you know like mech assault and and that was a amazing game and um there was just so much weird shit on it and then eventually just when the third party started supporting everything um then you know it was just like oh this xbox version has better textures than the ps2 version and slightly better textures than the gamecube version but whatever it's the same like we get this dlc three months before they get the dlc well it wasn't even a big that wasn't you know because that was like playstation 2 like it wasn't there wasn't a ton of dlc until the the following generations but they did do like they did map dlc for halo um they sold you could buy ms pac-man digitally or maybe we came on a disc and you had to buy access to it online. It was like the disc was free or something. And then you're like, you want to give us $5 from this? I forget how it exactly worked, but there was some kind of precursor to game room or Xbox live arcade or something um, that they attempted, but didn't really have the infrastructure in place to pull off just yet. But you just really triggered something in me deep when you said game room. I'm, I'm not going to be okay. <laughs> Well, think about this. Now that Microsoft owns Activision, they own a significant chunk of games that were in Game Room. Like they could be, they could put they any day they could decide to put Pitfall out on the Xbox. Finally, put Sunset Riders on the Game Room. <laughs> yes, goddamn it! What the fuck is Konami doing that they're too good to put out Sunset Riders on the goddamn Xbox? The, the amount of time I have spent trying to emulate Game Room with all of its weird packs and add-ons and everything is not zero, <laughs> and but my success in making it work is zero. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a bad use of my time, but every <laughs> six to 12 months, I go... I wonder if I can get game room running on PC. I should find my windows. Then, then the next very next thought is I should find my windows phone because they put game room <laughs> games out on windows phone as well. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this might be a worse use of your time than thinking about kill zone. Uh, <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. Ah, oh, you're definitely right. <laughs> uh, but that's, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my way. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, you you got to thrive your in your own light. So like, yes, all, somebody's got somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to get. If them. I if it, if not me, who? I've got to fucking hold the line on this. If it's not me talking about the first person shooter syndicate reboot that EA did once every year or so, who will it be? Austin Walker's out the game. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway <laughs> that's it for news uh we say we get into some emails i love them oh great great podcast at guard.bike is the email address um and you can send in your emails and then i will look at them and maybe and this time i'm gonna do it on my phone <laughs> grant writes in he's finally ready to get this conspiracy solved this is Perfect Dark Zero. Why did Greg give Perfect Dark Zero a 9 out of 10? Was it a paid review, or did he actually like the game? And you're ready to go on record and blow him up for taking Yeah, exactly. Part. Greg Kasavin got a Ferrari from Microsoft. And no, what the fuck? You know, uh, I remember... So the, Microsoft sent us a lot of Xbox 360s prior to launch. And so we kind of had enough to go around and that enabled us to play kind of a lot of multiplayer Perfect Dark Zero uh, prior to release. Um, 
And so for the review, I remember he was like, hey, I, I need everybody to take home an Xbox 360 and I, we, I have to play a bunch of Perfect Dark Zero like Saturday or, you know, like we set up a time where we were all going to get online and and play some of it. And I remember playing that handful of hours, whatever it was, and I had messed with the campaign a little bit. Um, and I was like, man, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> Um, and Greg really liked it. He really liked it. I remember being like taken aback, like really, really okay. But also, you know, I think the other thing to remember is the way GameSpot was reviewing games uh, back then is we were reviewing them to the standards of the console upon which they appeared. And so it's a brand new console. The standards haven't necessarily been really locked down yet, but you're seeing graphics that you haven't seen before. You know, it's like there's, there are impressive things about Perfect Dark Zero. There are people that do like that game. Um, I thought that campaign was fucking miserable, man. You get to a certain point and then you're just like, I, I cannot do this anymore. Um, but, uh, but yes, if, if he, he legit liked that game. I remember seeing that review before it went up and going like, oh, okay, all right, okay, you, you really, okay, all right. Um, I think we had a conversation about it, but but yes, uh, he he liked that game for sure. He liked uh, it, so he rated it high. It, yes, that's that's the the big. <laughs> yes, he liked the game and rated it high as a result. Um, it had a ton of modes like the multiplayer and stuff, you know, compared to other games. So I, you know, I could see like a high value. I could I could see. I can see some of those scores getting up there. Uh, Mark writes in and says, I've always wondered how Hello Games is continuing to develop No Man's Sky. They don't charge for literally anything and produce updates with more meaningful content than 90% of the industry currently. Does every update juice sales enough to justify itself? Are they burning through a war chest for the love of the game? Companies don't normally act like this. <sighs> that game sold a whole hell of a lot of copies out of the gate. Like, remember that that game shipped and people were pissed. Um, right. If nobody played it, nobody would be talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and they sold millions and millions of copies of that game. And then they set out to, you know, quote unquote, fix it. And they um, had such a, such a like tumultuous development. They like lost all that data in a flood. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, There's they a were, bunch of crazy shit that happened. It wasn't like they just were like, oh, they released some like half finished bullshit. It was like, they had a really rough time and really seemed to feel bad about the state of the game as it launched and had to launch it. Yeah. And you know, we, we can, we'll, we'll bypass the part where like some of the marketing of that felt really weird and, and, yes. you know, deceptive and, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think that that started them down that path of like, okay, well we have to, we, we, we've also, we've made enough money now off of the sales of this game to where we have the means to turn this into the thing that we really want it to be. And so they set out doing that. And I think uh, as the, as the narrative on that game changed and people came around on it, Mike, my understanding is that they would release big updates that would get people talking again. And then it would sell a bunch of copies all over again. Like people go like, Oh, it's great now. Oh, it's on sale now. Oh, it's this, it's that. Oh, they added VR. Well, we got to get it. It's got VR now. And so it just ended up, uh, those updates probably end up paying for themselves up to a point. And I'm sure not every single update brings a massive boost in sales. I know some of them definitely fly under the radar. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I think that you know the the things they've added to that game are crazy. I think every time I do go back to it, I'm like, what? They added what? You can make music now? Sure, why not? Like they they really spent a lot of time going down some really weird rabbit holes with that game. Like I for me when it launched, like it was just like fundamentally the story that they were trying to tell and the way they were telling it. It's funny, Starfield kind of reminds me of the yeah, things I, I don't say. like about No Man's Sky. They're, um, they're doing the exact same bullshit. They put out a game that is not the game that has been presented and people seem to not be nearly as mad. Why do you think that is? I think it is. Well, I think there are, I think it's less that people are mad and more of the people were like, Oh, they just made another one of those. And it has a lot of the same limitations as all their other games. Um, and there are people who are like, I can't believe there aren't a billion more planets or that most of these planets are empty and boring. But I feel like the last thing they showed in like the E3 timeframe, they did like a, here's our big Starfield thing. I remember watching that and going, okay, I think I know exactly what this game is now. And then I, I, it showed up and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I, at first blush, like my first 10 hours with it or so I was like, this is great. Like I'm enjoying the characters and the story. And, and there are things about this game that make me want to keep going. And then I started to wrap up some of the story threads and was like, Oh, these are, this is terrible. Like the writing on this is so bad. And, and also a lot of the mechanics kind of wear out some of their welcome. And and so my, my sentiment on it turned over the course of, of it, I think it's more of a, of an apathy. I think it's, it's less about, you know, it, it is still like a slight mismanagement of expectations, but I don't think it's something where you can point at the marketing and say, they absolutely lied about this stuff where I think no, no. man's sky, you kind of edge a little bit more into that territory. Sure. This is more like they didn't say a lot of stuff. And then when it came time for them to say stuff, they said it. And if you were paying attention and watching that, you were like, okay, no, this is a this is this is the next game from Bethesda Game Studios, top to bottom. But it I just think has I, a spaceship in it. I, I I do feel like there was maybe a little bit of disingenuousness with regards to how it that you don't you're not really flying around in space in it. And I, like it might be a thing of yeah. where like maybe they never showed that, and maybe like they kind of vaguely talked about it to create a picture where you in your mind would paint what that looks right. like. Yeah. But like everyone not I, I don't talk to a ton of people who are like in covering games anymore. Most of the people I've talked to about games are very casual. It's because they all they all they've all been laid off. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like <laughs> a little bit uh but it was a lot of like i definitely thought like i'd be like flying around space or like there's no like wasteland equivalent like from fallout where you're right. like flowing around out there like, doing stuff it's yeah you you teleport to a place and then someone's like i'm in a ship near you and we're going to fight now and you're like what if instead i said no and the dice roll went my way and you just flew away like, okay that's good too I also think uh, Fit Alpha V in the chat pointed out uh, the Game Pass indifference, and I think that's a oh yeah. I, I like I played that game on Game Pass. I would have been really really upset if I had paid money for that game. If I had paid sixty sure. seventy dollars for that game, I would be a lot more upset. Yep, yeah, a much lesser investment definitely eases that sting quite a bit. I'm sure that uh, that actually makes a ton of sense. Um, Let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, oh, one one thing I wanted to say about uh, 
about yeah. No Man's Sky development. Uh, I think um, being able to work on a game like that, that's so open um, that mm-hmm. you can kind of do whatever you want to as a developer because it is a game about exploring strange new worlds and like building mechanics and stuff like that could just be a way for them to practice stuff. Uh, this is this is something I've kind of like started to realize as somebody who's just starting to tip their do- toe into game development is like you can yeah. add something to a game because you're like I don't know how to do this I want to figure out if I if it's fun to do this like right. for this game and maybe it doesn't even make sense in this game but maybe I like start to build something here and I'm like thinking about the next game and mm-hmm. this in there and I feel like I feel like No Man's Sky is a perfect game for, like a like a sandbox game like that is a perfect game for a developer to just like have an idea and be like. I want to put this in the game and have the ability to to just try it. Yeah, and, and now that game has so much in it that they can kind of get away with like uh, some of these systems might not be as fleshed out as others, right? Uh, but hey, you know they won it, the battle. People say it's a good game now, so like right. they kind of ha- they can make some updates that are less impressive. Sure. Yeah. Um, Matt from Chicago writes in and says, "Have you watched any of Forged in Fire?" It's garbage, but it's become my weird go-to show my girlfriend and I watch when wrestling is over. It's a knife show turned into a reality competition. Also, they have a spin-off Blade Sport show hosted by Goldberg. It's also garbage. I have only seen the Goldberg spin-off. Of course. And it's yeah. Uh and it is people showing up with their knife. People who have like, this is my knife. It's a clay or it's a sword or it's, you know, it's whatever they they show up with their fucking blade. Yeah. And then in the episode they go through and like, people have to like, look at the blade and go like, is this going to be safe? Is that, are you, can you wield this? Like they, they put it through some immediate paces where like a blade master looks at all the blades and go, this is a piece of shit. You can't don't bring this on my, on my knife obstacle course. <laughs> um, and then it looks like those fucking YouTube knife obstacle course videos, except it's like, big and weird like can you fucking take a chunk out of a barrel so that all the beans fall out of it and how long does it take you can you cut this giant fucking piece of meat in one fucking swipe and and so it's like people doing this blade obstacle course where they're running up these stairs and they're fucking you know it's this big guy who looks like a fucking retired cop like more donut than man just going just like hacking away at a thing it's fucking garbage. Um, but I did enjoy watching all of those episodes exactly once. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, and then Goldberg is there going like, Oh, whoa, I like cars, but I guess I, like cars. Like, I don't think that's going to cut it. <laughs> or like, I, don't, I don't know that he's, I don't I don't think Goldberg is that he's not good. a clipper. Yeah, no, he's 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 not a he's not an amazing he's not an amazing quipper. Um, let's see here. Uh, see if I can find one or two more emails here. Can I ask if you've watched something? Yeah. Have you watched Fast X? No. Okay. I have like that's that's how crazy the whole having kids thing has gotten is like. I I need to carve out some time and just sit down and and do it. But Jeff, I say uh, this as somebody with a lot of love in my heart for the series. Uh-huh. I think you know. I yeah, don't, I don't think you need to do that. It's I, I, I need, but I do. Like that's the that's the annoying no, part. I know. Like, I know why you're saying that because at this point I've you know, at this point I, I know why. But I I'd rather watch know. the Mario movie again. Yeah, 
The answer, by the way, is I don't think the I don't I don't think the Mario movie is quite quite appropriate for my daughter just yet. Yeah, but uh, maybe it will be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bowser, it's a dragon. Um, no, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm super behind on a lot of that stuff to, to the point where it's I had truly to like, one of the one of the worst films I've seen. Wow, like wow. it's it just it has no. It has no soul. It's just. It feels like everyone's there for the money. It feels like yeah. the dialogue is written in a way so that it can be super easily translated into every language. So it makes twenty billion dollars globally. Yeah. It's just it, they need to put that thing out of its misery. Well, then some there's there looks like they're trying to do that eventually here. Um, yeah, it's you know I. I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's an ADHD thing, which I, I don't, I'm not diagnosed with, but like at some point I really, like I already was in heading in this direction, but it's like the, the journey is kind of completed in a lot of ways where like the idea of giving all of myself to a film for two hours or hour and a half or whatever no. sounds preposterous. I'm just like, no, I, I'll put on a thing I've seen already because then I can put it on another monitor and play a game or be on discord or, you know, like whatever else. Um, like let's watch crank again. Yes, let's, um, but like the idea of just like sitting down watching something new that I very much have to focus on. I just, it, it never feels like it's worth the attention that I have to give it, which is a weird, crazy thing to say, but like, I've just hit a point with it where I'm just like, you know what? Video games are interactive and also, um, they're just more engaging for me. Like if I'm going to devote myself to a thing that is like a soul solitary, 100% of my attention, it's going to be a game. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm I'm the same way. If there's a movie coming up that I really, really want to see, I have to make plans to see it in a theater with other people or else like, I'm not going to watch it and or like I'll watch it at home and have to pay attention. And like, I, I just hate movie theaters. Like my, my time working in, in and around movie theaters really soured me on that whole thing. Popcorn's actually made out of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to, yeah, I got to do some stuff in a movie theater that is not, I, well, I was dating a, man, a movie theater manager for a while. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's so for me, it, it's like I desperately the movie I actually really, really, really want to see is the most recent Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's why I was. Just, that's exactly what I was talking about. I was like, I really, really want to see this, and I know I'm not going to enjoy it as much if I like wait. So I have to see it yeah. in theater with somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and then that got me thinking, the other thing that happens is I go like, well, I should watch all of the Mission Impossible movies again before I watch it because it's been so long since I've seen any of them. And, and then that, then I, I watched the first one and go, yeah, I did it with the, with the Bourne films a while ago. I was like, I'm going to watch all the Bourne movies because I haven't seen the most recent one. And I watched the first one and said, all right, cool. And then never, never went on to watch the second one again. Um, second but, bad. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's cool. It's got some. Yeah, things. it's fun for. It's not as good. Yeah, no, of course, of course not. But you know, hey. Um, Ryan from Phoenix writes in and says, "I remember you once mentioning that after playing Tony Hawk One and Thrasher Skate and Destroy at E3, you predicted that Thrasher would be the bigger and better game. 
But when the games came out, the truth became clear. Have you ever made any similarly off calls about a game's popularity and influence? Or, or alternatively, have you ever seen potential in a game your colleagues didn't that turned out to be great? I was the guy who said State of Emergency looked cool and Grand Theft Auto 3 was maybe a little like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like I wrote two hands-on previews back-to-back at E3 that year because Rockstar used to go. And I played State of Emergency and I saw GTA 3 and I was the guy going, State of Emergency runs a really high frame rate. There's a lot of enemies on screen. This is looking really cool. Grand Theft Auto 3, I don't know. Because the build, you know, build quality. It just demoed better. It it absolutely did. And GTA 3 was running at a fucked up frame rate and it's hard to get a sense of like, is this really translating the GTA mechanics? I played a lot of GTA 1 and 2 uh, before it was a 3D franchise. And I was like, I don't know that this is really capturing the things I like about GTA 1 and 2. I mean, it's cool they made a big city, but this seems broken. Um, and it's hard to tell. And so I came away from that going like, State of Emergency is like fucking pretty awesome. Uh and so yeah i mean you know i think everyone knows how that one went um but that's i don't know like nothing else really um nothing else really coming to mind uh in that specific i mean i feel like there's probably a million things that you thought had some heat and didn't or like because even i i remember when i went to see arms (laughs) i came back being like Arms got legs, man. Like this, there's, yeah. there's something about this. It was, I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that this was like one of the first events I had covered, and like it was a Nintendo event, so it was like in a really fancy hotel, and they had like a bunch of sandwiches and stuff. I was like, yeah, man, arms, guys. Like it's like it's kind of cool. yeah, arms. That's the 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 frustrating thing about those sorts of situations is that it gets a bunch of people together in one place who are just like down to just like fucking play a game and whatever. And like you end up in situations where you have a good time with a game only to realize like, you're never going to have a time that good with that game ever again. Yeah. Um, and some of it is like, you know, you could go out of your way to cultivate a, a base of friends who are into that game and maybe, you know, maybe have something like that happen. But like, one of the big ones with that for me was Halo 3, mm-hmm. um, which is is actually is awesome. I'm not saying Halo 3 is shit, but I had a good time, you know. But like I went to Bungie to play Halo 3. Um, and I sat in a room full of other people who were reviewing Halo 3. And um on the last night, like you could kind of come and go as you pleased. It was like a review event. So it was like we were sitting there, we were playing the game. And then they're like, okay, we're going to do multiplayer on the final day. So, you know, try and wrap up the campaign if you haven't and and whatever. And uh, I remember it was like me and like three or four other people. Um, it's like Frank O'Connor who was, who worked there at the time. Uh, and a few other reviewers just got super deep into dumb fucking forge custom game mode. Like we're going to hit rockets with hammers and fucking like all the goofy shit that people do in a halo game yeah. of like, we're going to jump these fucking warthogs hella far and then hit it with a hammer. And it's going to go flying up in the air. It's Look like at a, this crazy it's a land party at, at like 2 AM when you're done exactly. playing the real game and you're like, fuck it. We still want to do something like, yes, we had about three or four hours of that at the end of the event. And I was like, this is fucking incredible. Um, 
But because I don't think Forge Mode had matchmaking in the first place, and I didn't really have any other friends that were playing Halo 3, especially that wanted to do that type of weird shit, I never did that ever again. I never had that experience with that game or any other Halo ever again. Um, and it was fucking cool as shit. I was like, man, it's cool that your game can do this. Um, but, but yeah, that's, uh, and I got all the skulls. Like, I think we got almost, I got almost all of the skulls except for one during that event. And it was on like live code. So the achievements were real. And I was like, yeah, fucking cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a kind of a similar sort of situation, I suppose. Let me see if I can find one more email and then we will wrap it up. Um, Read my lips. One more email. That's right. Uh, let's see here. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking out of my phone. So it's like, it's not a great, um, Okay, Adam in the UK writes in and says, everyone seems to agree that LJN was a bad publisher. But what publishers back in the day, you remember, that even before you even played it, you knew it was going to be poor to mid at best. I would like to mention Acclaim. Other than a few great arcade ports, they really never had much to offer outside of this. And if I remember correctly, people were kind of bummed when they went bust. Is this all from Turok and Shadow Man? Because for me, outside of the arcade ports, I struggled to find an Acclaim game that was truly great. Well, Adam... LJN was a claim. You just mentioned the same publisher twice. <laughs> um, and they just, they had the LJN name and they had another uh, uh, flying edge was another name that a claim used to publish games. I believe mostly on the Genesis or mostly on Sega platforms. Um, I remember being incredibly bummed when a claim went out of business, but I agree. Most of a claims output, especially in the eight and 16 bit era was fucking terrible. Um, they published wizards and warriors on the NES, but they, they, you know, they published the mortal Kombat games, the first two anyway, um, before midway started doing their own shit. And, uh, and Turok was a very big deal, but like, I think when people were people like that South park and 64 game that they put out as well, I guess. And they did the wrestling games for a little bit. um, but like I, I remember when Acclaim went under being really bummed out, but it was only because they had just been there so long. Like, I don't think Acclaim made great games, but they had been doing it forever. And they owned, they, they had studios, like they also published Burnout. They published the first three Burnout games Ooh. or the first two Burnout games. Um, And so like them and like THQ put out a bunch of trash too. And when they went under... Well, when they went under, they kind of redeemed themselves. They had Saints Row um, and a few other things. But I, I just, I don't know. I look at it as um, Acclaim had always been there. Uh, the logo was very recognizable. They published a ton of shit. And even though a lot of it was bad, uh, they were still doing it. And there was something kind of cool about their longevity. Uh, and when when all that went away not all that long after they published a BMX triple X of all things. Oof. And now um, all we have is like the embracer group. Right. Yeah. And, and they're continuing to fall apart. Like the, they bought the studio that was in making a new time splitters game. And now they're saying, yeah. Oh, we might be shutting this studio down. 
Like, oh, great. Okay, another Time Splitters reboot potentially getting the axe. Um, Americans <sighs> just don't appreciate monkeys being on fire anymore like they used to. It's true. It's true. We don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's some of those publishers. Like, I, I don't know. I, I have a fondness for all of the like, you know, the other weird you know, absolute entertainment. It's just some of the companies making games in the SNES and Genesis era that, that all kind of went away. It was just, uh, I don't know. It was a, it was a very different time. Acclaim was a weird company because they were East coast and most of the companies were West coast based. And so they were like what they were Jersey, I guess. Um, I remember going to the studio they had in Utah to see, I think one of the wrestling games or South Park or both or something, but yeah, I don't know. People really liked Turok when that stuff started coming out on N64. Um, I fucking hated Turok. (laughs) These are fucking awful. Like, why would you, I mean, I guess through the view of it came out on an N64, I guess it's amazing, but Hey, I had a Turok game boy game that I liked. It was like a 2d, but yeah, I never fucked with those. Yeah, I remember when it was like Rage Wars, like the multiplayer focused Turok game came out and like it had they had good ideas for some weapons. They had like the cerebral bore that would drill into someone's head and kill them or whatever. And so they, they kind of went down that road a little bit of goofy weapons. Um, and like the people that we had reviewing those games kept giving them like mid to high nines. And I'm just like kind of a perfect dark situation kind of yeah yeah definitely and i was just like really joe you like or you know i think james milky might have reviewed rage wars for us back then i forget we'd have, I'd have to go look but like it was definitely just this feeling of just like i don't i don't get what any of you people see in this fucking thing it's a blurry foggy mess the dinosaurs look like shit it's just what are we why what are we doing and i think the answer was always oh you don't play a lot of pc games do you <laughs> yeah okay I mean, that's the reason that the South Park game was cool to me. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, that's going to do it. Ben Pack, thanks for coming by. Thanks for for uh, being flexible and being able to show up on Monday night instead of Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I already took the day off work tomorrow, so I've got a whole day of nothing. Nice. Nice. Um, and thanks to my daughter for staying asleep the whole time. She's coughed. I got my over here looking at her and I just, she'll occasionally cough and I'll go, Ooh, Ooh, is she going to stand up and start screaming? Am I have to run out of here? And, um, but hopefully she wakes up feeling better and, uh, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, where can people find you? Where are you on? Uh, you on blue sky. Uh, on blue Friday's sky. coming up. You got, <laughs> you got your next picture all picked out or uh, I'm working with some, I think I'm going to go really high concept with this one. Kind okay. of, okay. Like, an artistic take i'm just like i need to push the medium forward yeah i think it's about time yeah hit me up on hit me up on blue sky and hit me up on linkedin yeah all right <laughs> the the two social networks uh all right well for as for me uh i am back here saying that my schedule is going to be all weird because uh you know with the kids being sick and everything i don't know how it's going to go but we will rank Nintendo games at some point this week and I'll uh, probably stream something else pending me figuring out something else to stream. I like, I, I like, I kind of just want to maybe stream some more Mario wonder, get back into that or something. Maybe that'll be fun. Um, anyway, in the meantime, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and, uh, we'll, I'll be back next week 
with another podcast to do podcast things with. Bye. This is probably where I'll cut the video, but we're still technically broadcasting. I don't know if you want to say anything to the chat. I don't have the means to like stop the recording and then yeah. stay live. Yeah, I guess I'll so. just say everyone, it means a lot that you're saying you enjoy me and hi and all of that. Um, but I am above you. I am on the stream. <laughs> you are a worm. And wow. And you're wow. In the dirt. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, that goes double for me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I got it. Yeah, it's I, I kind of so it's weird, man. Like I kind of got out of the, the the because of just the scheduling stuff. Like I've mostly been streaming eight bit Nintendo games because I'm attempting to rank them all. Yeah, uh, and that's been. So much. I actually, I, I have, uh, I, I keep meaning to bring this inside. Ben, I'm going to ask you this. I know you're not a full fledged, uh, but this motherfucker. Do you think it would be appropriate for me to start <laughs> wearing this uh, for the Nintendo stuff? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think so. I think. <laughs> I mean, it de- it depends if you're approaching these games with a scientific mind. Of course, of of what? Of course, I am. <laughs> well, then I can't think of anything more. Holy smokes! <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> yeah, um, that's been sitting here for like the last seven weeks. I'm like, I've been waffling on it. It's like I should start wearing this for the Nintendo thing. I'm like, mm. there's still. Sh- stuff from that office that I need to get my of mine that I need to get my hands yeah is it even still we're still live by the way uh yeah no uh, I got I got people holding on to stuff for me that has just been yeah waiting yeah I think Rory has some stuff for me and that he brought home I think someone I think Danny might have the hentai hat oh yeah because like why would you bring like I, like so much stuff is like oh what, like why would I leave that there and then remembering that like we left thinking that we were going to be gone for like a week or two <laughs> right yeah and then but I will yeah well I will say that when I went back into that office to get the stuff yeah that the they had boxed had up or whatever not it would the hint I had had not been boxed up because I think it was it must have been in the studio or something but also it was in a special cube prison like the right. Magneto in. <laughs> But I think as I was getting my stuff and loading it into my car, I was like, I'm never coming back to this building ever yeah. again. Ever again. Um, I kind of felt like I knew that when I went yeah. back from my stuff too. Yeah. I was like, it's a wrap on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut it the fuck down. Um, anyway. All right. I'm going to end the stream for real now. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I will probably have to do some night streaming here and there uh, as as depending on how the kids do and when they get better and all that stuff um and uh yeah come back come back sometime ben yeah i would love to i I really i really have fun here yeah i need to iron out this like having a guest thing to make it just ever so slightly smoother and uh but i don't know that that seemed like it went mostly okay the ad went fine and like the weird the the few tech things i had to do seemed like it worked out okay so i don't know um you tell me. I don't know. Was it fucked? Was it was, it, was being muted scary? What? No, it was liberating. I, okay. I 
I almost just screamed because I felt like I could, but I think my partner's asleep. Fair enough. Yeah. The whole, the whole, that's why I'm out in the garage because the whole house is asleep and I didn't know if I would scream because <laughs> I recorded the, I recorded the ad inside. And then as I was recording it kind of quietly, I saw my daughter start to squirm around and I was like, oh, I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta go set up in the garage quickly. Yeah. So I was like, yeah anyway. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for everybody. Uh, have fun. Uh, I'll, I'll see you on stream soon. Ben, I'll see you soon. And, uh, and when I click this button, I think Ben, you'll still be here. So if you want to tell me anything disgusting, I'm going to hit this button now. Bye.